All right, you ready yeah, to roll? Absolutely. All man. right, I'm going to go quiet for a little bit, and then you'll hear absolutely. me start. It'll get me fired up. It always does, man. 103.8 FM Talk Radio. Everybody, we're here. I am Keith Pazel. This is my podcast. Yes. Here with Crocious. Yep. Having headphone trouble. I could see it. I no, could no, see no, it. No, 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 I'm just no, kidding. No, I, I'm just I, kidding. I, it's, uh, it's, it's all pretty good, though. Yeah. Just into the song. It gets me into a certain mind. That's kind of like the Bulls when they came out when they were in their championships. Yeah, we got like, our fucking... It gets me into a mindset. It's a good song. Ray Clay sings our, sings our theme song. I'm telling you, man. It, it uh, There's a certain... Uh, you know, je ne sais quoi. I don't know. It, it, it's got it's modern punkish metalish. You know, sort of. It's got a thing. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's tapping a, into some genres that make song. what it is. I told them our favorite bands. So that's, that's what, what, what it was. It, I said Nirvana. I said I like Nirvana and like punk. Yeah. I go and Crocious likes the Stooges. Well, I said I go. He definitely likes old Metallica. And what was the fucking? <laughs> Don't wanna know if you are lonely. What's that fucking song? Don't wanna. What's that song? You you always have it playing in your car. Oh, Husker Du. So I said, and then I go, because I texted you, and then I, I go, he definitely likes Husker Du. Yeah. And then you, I texted you, what are your favorite bands? And you, the, I was right, except for you said Iggy Pop. So I also oh. told him Iggy Pop. Okay. Okay. Which is, so, that's good. So it's got all that in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, the, the guitar that, no, well, part of it feels like, was a very thing that. I that, wonder how placebo it is though, because I told him all that shit and then I listened to it because part of me feels like I told him all of that. <laughs> he rolled his eyes and was just like, I'm going to write you a song. <laughs> well, I like to think there's more of a history behind well, it. Well, he watched Starts episodes, Keith, you know, he watched episodes. Okay. Okay. Um, Good job. But yeah. If you're watching right now, good job, Mr. This is going to be the show. Yeah, no, Ray Clay is, that's a joke. I, Ray Clay <laughs> is the guy who who you would yell the Bulls intro. Oh, okay. And now, that's Ray Clay. I, remember I went to a wedding reception with my very first girlfriend. They and her, did not announce it like yes, that. Yes, and, 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 her, and her stepsister was getting married. She was a, God, her I would have divorced her immediately. Well, I mean, the stepsister, oh, she was she was not the brightest, Some the brightest loud, bulb in the sun. Loud meatloaf broads in just, Chicago. No, it, it was the suburbs. She was just dumb. She was a dumb woman. She was just a dumb woman. Jeez, sound like <laughs> I know it sounds so horrible to say it that way, but she just was not a bright human really being. Really embracing your Chicago comic <laughs> here. I tell you, this broad. <laughs> this Brad. Crocious is comfy. He's got shorts. If you're yeah. watching, you can see his flips are flopping. I'm feeling good. He's out here. We have Jurassic World on. I was watching... The Freeform is doing their Halloween marathon. 
But you excite mo- that. The, the movie... Well, I mean, the movie well, Halloween. Well, what's... No, they're Have doing... Have you seen Halloween 4? Here's what I love about Halloween That's 4. the return of Michael Myers. Yes, exactly. That's the best one. Because... Halloween 3 isn't even a fucking Halloween movie. One of my favorite C.J. Sullivan the stories witch. and jokes of all time, which I, I know... I've probably told him this before, where he's like, you know, I haven't been that dissatisfied with a sequel since Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Where the fuck is Mike Myers? Well, here's Mike what they... Myers is the reason why we're watching this oh, yeah. franchise. And you... Turn it into the this. mask is in it. I mean, it, it's bizarre. Here's what they and tried to television. do with it. Yeah. It's actually an attempt at something that they do now. That was the first attempt at trying to make just the title the movies. Like it was the yeah. first attempt at like we're gonna make every movie different. Like it, it's it's Halloween, but it's about a different killer. Or so like, different, w- w- like an anthology, like an has, anthology. Like what fucking, franchise has succeeded like that? Harry Potter, or uh, something, or? fucking True Detective. Every season's a different season. Interesting. American Horror Story. Every season's a different season, but it's a horror, and they're even the same actors. They just play different parts. Interesting. I didn't know that that was a theme. I didn't it's, even know it's, that. It's it's an anthology series where every episode is a, a its own thing. But overall, or every season's its own thing. It's its own kind of storyline, yeah. plot line. That's, so the, that's an interesting so idea. So the show is called True Detective, but every season is a completely different story. So one could be about a murder, one could be about a drug dealer or something. Or oh, whatever. yeah. yeah, yeah it, but, but it's but, always yeah. about a cop. Yeah. Okay. 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 So it's the cop dealing with that, but, yeah. not, the, but not the same one. Not the same An one. American so. Horror Story is just every season it's a horror show. <laughs> Different spooky you stuff. You see, that sounds good. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, there, it was problematic. Oh, yeah. I'm there to see one thing. I saw Halloween 2 in the theater and was screaming in my seat as a 12-year-old boy. Screaming. Let's see the trailer. I, I, I read I read Halloween. I read the novelization and did a book report in the seventh grade on Halloween 2. Okay, that, that's how Three. into Halloween I was. I got an A, too, because I was into it. If I liked something, I, I could be passionate about it. <laughs> But if I didn't like it, I would be bored stiff. And I imagine it, you know, my stress level. Oh, God. I, I would be ADHD. If I was uh, alive today as a 16-year-old, I would have been uh, ADHD. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really? Yes, I know I would have been. It was undiagnosed. I know it was. I know got to go to the Adam cam because I have to plug in this thing. I certainly had a touch of it. My anxiety. Oh, boy. I remember my, my maternal grandmother just like saying to me, oof, Adam. You're so nervous. It's never good when they go, you're Ooh. So, oof, Adam. You're, listen, I'm 17, okay? I'm fresh out of the fucking oven. You know what I mean? I mean, I am raring to go. The synapses are firing at that age. You know what I mean? You are you are young and ready to go, you know? Virile, as they say. Exactly. I mean, I still have pretty good energy, but man, not like that. Is you this need a, hocus you need a golf pocus? ball? I found it. I walk past Beverly Hills Country Club every day. I I, I don't need one. It's a Titleist Four, baby. I I attempted. I golfed yesterday. I should have fucking called you up, man. Would you go to a par three? Hell yeah! I need to rent clubs. I have to get my clubs mailed out here. It's get your clubs, because you can go out and walk. You know, it's a fun. I golf the Los Feliz Par Three, and I'm so used to playing big courses now. My game's actually gotten better on a big course. It's not great, but it's gotten better. I, I definitely have some good shots, like enough that that I. And I like it, but boy, when you play those narrow par threes, oof, I'm hitting trees every shot. It forces you to punch the, you got to punch the ball through. You got to hit line drive shots. You can't hit it up in the air. 
You can't hit it up in the air. You got to punch it through. I just want to see how long I can get you talking about golf shots. You know, because, you know, it, it's... Golfing it's, is frustrating. It's fun once you, if you know how to do it well. But if you let yourself get, if you let yourself get too into wanting to do well, you'll fucking throw a club into the lake. Yeah, what, what, what I, exactly. Um, I've taken lessons. I've taken driving lessons twice. I took pitching and chipping lessons. I took putting lessons. This is over 20 years ago, though. It's a if long time If you're bad, ago. you're just better off thinking it's funny. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, I was yesterday. I was by myself. Actually, I was going to meet CJ out there, but he was like, "I golfed 18, man. It's 102 degrees." Like, okay, so here we go. I have for us the trailer for uh, Halloween Three: Season of the Witch, 1982. Okay. 82, and I remember this is the year I moved from DC because I want to see <laughs> if the trailer is very clearly no Michael Myers, then nobody can complain that they went and saw <laughs> this movie because you knew what you were getting into. Yeah. This really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers would be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. So far, this is like a completely different movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, there's again, and we're what, are we 30 seconds in? 40 22. Se- yeah, okay, we got a good shot. Yeah. There's no mask anywhere. There's no, there's no blade anywhere. What this movie also was about is there was a curse that was being sent out Communism. through television. No, it was about a curse being sent out through television. It was supposed to be an indictment about mask. television. Wasn't the mask? Yeah, it so. bleeds. It, yeah, it bleed. It, it kind of melds into your face. I, I don't. Know. I've only seen like maybe two minutes of this movie in my entire life. I just knew it was garbage. I've never I, seen it. I, I had enough taste as a 13 year old to know. It was all garbage. I had to do was I saw all the Halloween movies on the rack at the video <laughs> store, and I looked at the back and none of the pictures were Michael Myers and I would just put it back. Yeah, of course, because there's a reason. You want to see Mike Myers. My, Mike Myers is a good bad and guy. Paul Rudd is in part four. So well, I, what's funny about part four, I guess, is when it comes back, like, within the first two minutes, Mike Myers just killed someone. Like, like yeah. putting him back into this franchise. Well, I can tell you, mister. So also a good thing about four. So the little girl in four plays an adult character in the Rob Zombie remake. She plays one of the, the, the sheriff's wow. daughter. She wow. plays the sheriff's daughter. The Rob Zombie remake is awesome. Have you ever seen the I, Rob Zombie I, remake I of not. Halloween? I have not. Oh man. Yeah. After break, if we find that, we'll fucking throw that on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I heard they're actually okay movies. I mean, the, you know, he actually did a decent job of directing. Yeah, them, you know? I, f- I thought it was bullshit that they immediately after his second one came out, it wasn't as good as the first one. And they were like, well, we're just going to reboot it because that's when they did that Halloween. And then they're doing Halloween kills. They're like they're doing a new trilogy. But the yeah. new Halloween, the one that came out after the, that one was good, too. Yeah. So that one basically is a sequel to part two. It dis it disregards everything that happened after <laughs> ha- after Halloween two. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, those, I mean, if you watch like five, I mean, it is a, I mean, it is an editing disaster. When you watch it, it, it the movie is chaos. Yes. It can't you stay on uh, on point at all. It's all over the place. See, yeah. Hey, Mr. Cochran, just what is the final process? Yeah, I mean, he rips this guy's hat off. There was no cohesion to these trailers. <laughs> this is just bits of yeah, the movie. Yeah, and, and like, and then the psycho. So I, I don't know if that was such a dominant part of the music on this. The the, the witchcraft. Lesson is a way of controlling our environment. Hey! 
Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. Just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Congress? Why? Do I need a reason? I've got you can tell what what's his face got that scene from Get Out. This is an emergency. You know, you can tea, wait, wait, Jordan Peele. Is that stole Charles that. Bronson? No, no, it's not Bronson. But this actor was in the fall. Uh, I do not a good joke, and this is the best. Don't you don't joke. trust science. I'm glad you came to watch it. Believe me. You see, there was a big, you know, in a way, there was an anti-TV movement back then. <laughs> yeah, like I remember the spider coming out of the mouth being like, whoa, that is fucking creepy, man. I'm 17. You could tell that guy was like, I could be Charles Bronson. Season of the Witch, The Night No oh, One oh, oh, Sees. Oh, how does it end there? What's that? What's, what's, what's that? What do they say? Can you go back to that? What, what, what's that? Is it the, the the release date or something? I want, I want to see this. Coming for Halloween, October twenty second. Okay, okay. So yeah, they used, October twenty second, nineteen eighty two. So, you know, here's a release date. Here, here's let's find. Uh, I'm gonna remember find that. Out what happened on that day? <laughs> I, I believe the movie uh, or the TV show Manimal debuted on NBC. The half man, <laughs> half animal, I guess. Manimal. Or, no, he, no, he would. He had a, a, an African curse. Gene Malk resigned as manager of the Angels. Of the Angels. Oh well, they had lost. Really? Yep. Uh, in what, what year? 1982. Not in 82. Yeah. No. Yes. Gene Mock. No, no, no. October 22nd, Gene Mock resigns as manager of October Angels. October 22nd. October 22. Yeah. 22. I sound like a fucking... But October like 22nd, I'm, I'm the, though, I, I thought you meant like the, this day. Uh, oh, oh, okay. On the day because the movie came out on October 22nd. So oh, okay, I'm looking okay, at what okay, else happened okay, on that thank day. Thank you. I can follow it now. Thank you. I appreciate All right. that. You're right. Though. That would make sense because... No, no. In 82, he resigned? Yep. I, I know because he was the manager in 86 unless he came back because they lost playoff series to the uh, Brewers. It was it used to be a five game series. They, they, they were up see. to they were up two games. They were up 2-0. They had won twice in Anaheim and then the Brewers came back and won three yeah, games in a row. He was the Angels manager from 81 to 82 and then 85 to 87. Yeah, he must have came back. Yeah, that, that makes sense because he also managed the Twins, I believe, and also the Phillies. Uh, the knock on him is he was a very serene real good manager but he would choke in the playoffs like the 64 Phillies I think there's been books written about how this team like completely lost the pennant like they were ahead by like 12 games in early September and just lost you know and, and he had that happen in 64 and then also with like he had other playoff fail 82 was a playoff failure so, 86 is a playoff failure for him it was a Friday it was 37 years 11 months and 12 days ago Jesus Christ. sign of the dog Libra it was the millennial generation I mean, just starting? Yeah. 82? That's what it says here. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. 81, 82. Yeah, th there's a definite difference. If you were a kid in the 80s versus a kid in the 70s, you experienced things in a different way. What happened in 82? The most famous of all streaks. This looks like some soccer shit. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. 24-year-old Erica Rose stripped to the waist. Uh, on this day and bounced onto London's pitch at Twickenham Stadium during a rugby match, England and Australia. Oh, look at that. They're cupping her breasts. They get to cup her breasts as she walks away. The whole idea of like... 
<laughs> I actually contemplated streaking one time. I contemplated streaking one time in college. Oh, this the is not this, ever, this is other eight. You can keep going. Uh, the yeah. only other time, the only time I was ever arrested in my entire life was when I mooned the student section at the University of Wisconsin in 1990. So it was a September 15th, 1990. Barry Alvarez's first win. Uh, that's why if I ever see Barry Alvarez, if I ever meet him, I see him in a bar, I want to tell him this story because I say, you want to know what September 15th, 1990 means? And he'd be like, oh, it's the first, my first win with the University of Wisconsin. We beat Ball State 24 to 7. No, it was my only time being arrested. I got arrested because I got lifted up on two friends of mine's shoulders who were both rowers. They were 6'5", 6'4", and I was 6'3". So and I dropped Tron. I mooned the student section twice. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and the dean of, st- I thought I got away with it. And I just was standing around. All of a sudden, I feel this tap on my shoulder. And I look back, and it's the dean of students, Mary Rouse, like the oh, dean. Oh, I hate and when I was that like, happens. Uh-oh. And, and then she looks over my shoulder and goes like this. And I was right next to a, a, a stairway, you know, to, to walk up to your seat. And like two cops were just double stepping it. Boom, 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 like running up. And, and I was like, 35 row 40 i was up there got arrested and they, and they just took me away this guy was like you would think a young, they didn't handcuff me you gotta follow me because they, they had like a, a place you got fingerprinted and shit underneath the stadium people being drunk you know i, I was stone sober i wasn't drunk they thought stone i was drunk sober and, and, and they were like you'd think a young man who knew who <laughs> who goes to a world-class university would know how to keep his pants on like he was lecturing one year when i was a kid i was trick-or-treating yeah. tying it to the times yep uh good job well job well that was done. unintentional but once i realized yeah I, I had the pathway for a true segue good job you don't let that go exactly you jump you jump a real radio that. man doesn't let that go exactly so right. i was trick-or-treating yes as a kid and we were just it was at the age where <laughs> our parents were letting us go by ourselves. So like we, but so we were just being mischievous. Oh, of course. Yeah. Cussing, having a good time. Oh yeah, it's great. It's hot. Well, how old were you? Think ten, probably eleven, maybe ten or eleven, yeah. maybe even nine. Yeah, like in that range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nine, but nine eleven, the important range. <laughs> um, and exactly. I saw this bottle, and my friends go, "Hey, Keith, break that bottle," and yeah. I could have just took it broke it and we could have ran but what i did is i took it and i threw it in the air real high and let it tumble down and it broke and as we were walking away the lady whose house it was came outside and goes hey yeah and my here's where i'm a pussy and i think i got made fun of this later yeah we my friends wanted us to just run yeah. But I was fat and a good kid, so I stopped when she yelled, hey. Oh. And this fucking bitch made me clean it up. Oh. She took out a broom and a dustpan and made me clean up the bot, the broken bottle. My did friends. You ever, did you ever do that again, though, Keith? Did you ever do it again? I've broken glass before. Okay. okay. Never. In, I, I make sure people are gone. Okay. Every time. So you learned. Exactly. <laughs> every time I do it, I think of that. Of like, I better make sure this uh, no one's old around. fucking Which makes sense. county bitch isn't looking out her door. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you. You know, <laughs> yeah, I remember Halloween being like, but "Hey, you got loose a little that's bit." That's one of those true times where I got caught, though. Like, yeah. I remember getting caught. Like, oh my god! Like, why yeah. did I do that? Yeah, I could break a bottle. I could have taken the bottle with me and broken it later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Somewhere else. Yeah, but you know, bottle shift someone for their candy. Uh, it, it, <laughs> we used great. to stay out till one or two in the morning Oof. getting candy. 
Yeah, I tell you what, Keith, we have more in common. I because that's how you were raised in the seventies as a kid. When I think about, see, I, I was raised by people who were raised in the seventies. Yeah, and so like, and to me, that's like how that's what childhood should be. It's made up football games, it's wiffle ball games, and it's like and fights happen and stuff, and then kind of truces get made. It's Ain't all part of the socialization. With COVID, it's part of the socialization process, you know. But I mean, that had been dying for years. Play dates, I didn't have a play date. I remember going to like birthday parties. And that, and that was fun. I like that. But, you know, I wanted to have organic fun. I would I would get home, get my homework done it when I was like in the fourth, fifth, sixth grade, just so I could go out and play for like three hours. I would be outside until sunset, you know, because I would just whatever. That's what you did. You know, I don't know. I, I, I never see an organic football game. You know, oh, like uh, some lads break out in yeah, a football, football game. game. That, 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 that was You'll mine. see that in the suburbs. You definitely yeah. don't see that out here in the city. There's man. a soccer field over here. People just break out into soccer games. I could, I could see that. I could but see that. Also, football's not, especially with kids, dude. People know about that CTE. Yeah. Shit, man. When I was a kid. I don't kid, think anyone's letting their kids play football. We used fuck. to have, dude, you want to, what might knock yeah. me up a notch in your book? Yeah. So me and my friends. All we used to play pickup football games all the time. Absolutely, tackle. Oh, absolutely, hard tackle. Football. We sometimes would do two, but uh, we'd play some tackle in there too. So we'd, we'd sprinkle some dude, tackle in there. We used to just do it before I hung out with my best friend Wes. We used to just do front yard, backyard. Yeah, real loosey goosey fucking or street football where it was just touch where you fucking take the whole street. Yeah, and you absolutely. try and march down like the whole street absolutely. end to end. Absolutely. A three-on-three game, a four-on-four game is fun. Where you could just let it rip. You have, like, you're the quarterback. You have two receivers. They don't even rush you. It's just you, your friend. They're covering your friends, and you're just like, I'm going to go as far as. (laughs) So it was that my first nine, ten years of life. And then I hung out with my best friend, Wes. Yeah. And they had, in front of their house, there was this row of houses. It was like their house across the street, another row of houses. And then behind those houses was an empty field yeah. that was all grass and fucked up shit. Yep. And then just inside of that, like right almost attached to the backyards was this perfect square of grass. Oh. And then it was surrounded by all this mess and we called it the wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> and like we've had we had some dude, we played a game there one time where we were down by like 47 points <laughs> and and just had a com- a furious comeback we came back yeah. and right when we were about to score the winning touchdown it started snowing oh and like i remember like being like dude we're going to win this game yeah like yeah. we're going to win this game yeah it was such an epic comeback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember being a kid yeah, having certain like play, weather games, particularly with football. I remember having some rain games where playing like in a driving rain and the fields getting really chewed up and getting messy and dirty and like really getting into it, like liking it a lot. I remember you know? I, I hated it. I was the opposite. Oh, really? My friends used that because I would I like hang, playing in the snow. I would, snow was snow football is amazing. So here's what the scenario would be. Yeah. We would be hanging out. It would be me, Wesley, his brothers. We'd be playing wrestling video games. Yeah. And then like 10 other dudes would come over because Wes has three brothers. Yeah. And they're younger and older than him. So yeah. there was always friends the, the age, coming age over range. Exactly. There was always just people coming through the house. Yep. So we'd be playing video games and then Brian's the oldest brother He'd come down. We'd start fucking with him for a while. And then 
six of his friends would come over yeah and then three more of our friends would come over and then they'd be like well you guys want to play football and everybody would be down and i would just be like no they would always have to like beg me to play (laughs) and then that game when we made the comeback we discovered my threat on the football field i am a short yardage throw it to me and i will carry a pile of people yeah while I oh yeah. Gain yeah ugly yardage yeah yeah exactly because i remember one play <laughs> they pitched me off the ball and i ran back a touchdown and i knocked off this big dude mark pole he stunk <laughs> so bad yeah uh and i bulldozed him and scored this touchdown and i remember i was wearing a hoodie and the dude I ta- I bulldozed over came over to me and shoved a bunch of grass in my hoodie, and he was like, "This is fucking Mike Allstott over here." You know how Allstott had <laughs> yeah, the thing yeah, puffing yeah, out yeah, of his yeah, back? Exactly. Yeah. He, yeah. They did that to me because they were like, "Fucking Allstott over here," <laughs> and that's my friend Bobby. He was like, "Keith, do that all game." Yeah. Like I remember him telling me, "Do that all game." Yeah. And we'll yep. come and we'll win. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's great, man. Yeah, I'm trying to think what I. I mean, I certainly played a lot, and I was never. I was never like the last. I was always a middle kid that was picked because I was like 240 pounds. Yeah. in eighth grade. Yeah. so I was fucking. Yeah, it took like four guys to get you down. Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. And I was, and I was a, a. I like wasn't supposed to be fat. Like when I was a kid, my they called me slim. Like I was skinny. Yeah, I got fat in elementary school, and then yeah. just like it was baby fat that I just never got. Yeah. lost because my family would always say it was baby fat <laughs> so they would just let me eat like a fucking bar- barbarian <laughs> so, I, I give you credit man for keeping it off so you know what i mean I, I, I give you credit i wasn't for how big i was i could move a little bit yeah like i remember even in comedy and sports and life i'm someone who you size up and you're like this is not gonna go well yeah and then i fucking shock you <laughs> that's my drive in everything <laughs> i over like i overseed your expectations <laughs> exactly exceed exceed yeah. the expectations constantly because the expectations are so low, so low. you can do nothing but, but improve. when i walk on a comedy stage yeah i almost feel where people are like <sighs> this guy's not funny yeah <laughs> and that's part of what makes me feel good of when i do well yeah of like none of you none of you, you thought believe, i was gonna exactly. do well oh and I, I that used to be a line of mine when i, when I would not do well early in a set you know and then i'd, I'd get him on my side I, i'd work hard enough and i get him on my well, side I, and then i'd be like remember eight minutes ago when none of you thought i was funny well you were wrong well, i used to say I that think a lot the opposite when i was a real because asshole. you come on stage i mean <laughs> your first line is the talent has arrived <laughs> so you such a good i am a I'm not a confident person. Yeah. So when I come on, like, I don't, I jumble a little bit. I'm not necessarily assertive. It's a total overcompensation. I'm not necessarily assertive on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So once I get rolling and I start telling stories, I think I start people being like, oh shit, like he's got jokes. He's like, it seemed like it's structured. When I start, I think it immediately, it takes me a minute to start figuring out how to do it every time. I could do yeah. it every night. Yeah. That first minute or two is always kind of like, ah, what the fuck you're, am you're I feeling, doing? Yeah, you're feeling yourself. Yeah, feeling it out. Exactly. And I'm I always actually, nervous. Even when yeah. I'm like, I've never gotten past the nervousness of about to being on stage. Yeah. Well, I think I personally It takes me think, like 40 seconds to be like, oh, okay, I'm up here. Uh, I think it takes... Uh, 
Uh, well, first of all, I think if you don't get, I know what Johnny Carson said, man. He said, if you don't get the butterflies. I vomit you know, three times before uh, I go on stage. He says, if you don't get you the stick butterflies. Stick your index finger, this middle one here, down your throat. <laughs> He's like, if you don't get the butterflies before you go up on stage, you shouldn't be doing it. Like, Life Like you need it. to have, And so, so what, what I find with, because I still get nervous. Of course, that character I have and the facade I have is all an overcompensation. It's a goof, you know, because I feel like it's an opportunity. They, if they say your name and they say your name's Luther Washington or say your name is, you know, whatever Hector Sanchez or say your name is Adam Crocious there's going to be a certain expectation yeah. that goes into someone's head when they hear that name if you're not known so I feel like take that opportunity of going up to the stage as an opportunity to actually get a laugh to sort of I'm priming them hopefully if they're with me the problem is when it doesn't go them. well they think I'm an asshole gotta prime them <laughs> like I prime my esophagus you know <laughs> for the vomit <laughs> that I do <laughs> I tell you Ed the yeah. wife calls oh. it, the wife calls it purging <laughs> Big, big uh, on the strip. I, I big on the strip there. I remember seventies Carson. He still had it. You'll see women purge over there on Fairfax. <laughs> Late seventies Carson. Twenty percent of all of NBC's revenue was the Tonight Show. One fifth of their revenue. That's how big Johnny Carson was. And then the eighties boy, he was just airmail. You think he it. would ever get hammered and just fucking hold up a bag of money and just be like, you think Jack Parr <laughs> ever did this for you? <laughs> I, yeah, I guess he had, a, he had an alcohol problem. Son yeah, of he, a bitch. I don't think he drank. I think early in the show he drank. I think towards the end he didn't drink. But I guess he was a real asshole drunk. He'd get drunk and be a real dick to people. <laughs> like, I guess he and Epic Man were totally good friends. Like, in the 60s, they were buds. And then just slowly through time, it just, they totally grew apart. You've changed. Completely grew apart. And to the it's point like, that they didn't even talk anymore. That's right. There's this prime rib place up in Burbank that those guys used to go to after every show. It's, it's kind of a cool old Hollywood joint, you know, prime rib, which is a, such a oh, prime. You know, rib I don't so think good. I've ever I've had ribs. Oh, but I've never I don't think I've ever knowingly had prime rib. prime rib is is I like it a lot. It's just a very tender meat. You know, like, uh, who is it? Who, who's the fa- Lowry's? Lowry's is a prime rib. They don't do steaks. They do prime rib. It's a very, like, 60s hearty meal. You, you ready know? to see the trailer for Halloween 4? Yeah, let's, let's see that. Yeah, okay. They should just say, we Halloween 4, we knew we made a mistake. Yeah. Like, that should be the, the line underneath <laughs> it, you know? <laughs> so this is great. I'm excited about this. Ooh, they got this. Do you know what today is? Do you know the date? Every day I look at myself in the mirror. Oh yeah, Pleasance had no problem day. coming back. From oh, this. he needed Donald check Pleasant. So he was bad. Like, Listen, that 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 Great Escape money ain't lasting. You know what's so, the Great Escape? Was I, that a show? Uh, great Escape was a Steve McQueen movie from 1963. Okay. Where he's in the motorcycle. He's trying to escape out of a Nazi so prison. So Steve McQueen's movies always involved a vehicle of some kind, uh, oh, yeah. right? I mean, he, he was very much a rugged leading man. He was the highest paid actor in Hollywood in the late 60s. He's made three million bucks a movie. He should have been there the night Sharon Tate died. He he, he was going to meet them up there. He he would have been potentially. Kill. I mean, but Steve, I had purged that night and he came over. To no, what happened was, I guess he went to a bar on the Sunset Strip, met a woman at the bar and like hooked up with her. So he basically was hooked up with a random woman at a bar and, and just lost track of time. Yeah. And just didn't show up. But he was supposed to be there the same night that uh, Sharon Tate got murdered because they were they were like friends. You know, so. you know, what's funny is that would never happen now because they would have just called him on his phone. Wait, 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 what do you mean? Like, like if that happened now, he would have gotten killed. Got, uh, uh, yeah, he would have gotten Because he would have been late 
and they would have been they would have called him on his cell phone yeah because then it was, so was like, kind of loose and he would have been like oh shit i forgot can i bring this fucking ass yeah. that i just fucking picked up like a bowling ball on sunset <laughs> on the sunset strip think about la- late 60s hollywood must have been lunacy it must have been so I steve think mcqueen was- and that poor lady would have been slaughtered that yeah, night had yeah. had technology existed, existed but he- listen to that listeners technology gets people murdered <laughs> you know how many times you could have not gotten killed if you just if you had a cell phone if just no one you were you i just was inside all day i wasn't outside to be murdered well, i guess he said he was gonna meet him later but he just kind of i'm sure he was living a yeah you know it's a hollywood life man i, I got lost in that bush and, hey man so pop it on let's watch more right, here we go halloween four i remember so this is a pretty good song this works a little bit you let them take it out of here Now he's escaped. I knew this day would come. What brings you back here for 10 years? Michael Myers. 10 years ago, he tried to kill Laurie Strode. So that little girl is in the Rob Zombie remake. Wait, did this come out like an 89 or something or 80? 84. I think. 80, no, because this looks a little more modern than Let's that. See. This actually looks like a decent. I, mean, it's a, eight, I was going to say it's late 80s. 88. It's, it's, 88. Got, a, it's got a late 80s it's feel 88, to it. Yeah. Because the previews got a little better by the late 80s. This is, I mean, this is a dated preview. Not for nothing. I don't want you to put this her that picture in your head when I tell yeah. you this next. In the yeah. Rob Zombie one, she shows her tits. she is that little child is in mortal danger Myers has been locked up since before she was born he's never laid eyes on her you're talking about him as if he were a human being you're talking uh, about him before my always someone's gently is he fucking Ringo Starr? Is he from Liverpool or something? He's What's talking that? like he, <laughs> he's talking like he's got my purge finger through. Just slide him down there. Six bodies, Sheriff. That's what I've seen. I tell you, Michael Myers is here in this. When I come home, there better be a full bottle of gin. <laughs> Woman, that took on the African desert. <laughs> I gotta hide from my sorrows. <laughs> Down. He's here to kill that little girl and anybody who gets in his way. Oh yeah, that actress gained weight. The guy was the cop. That guy, he was in like, uh, he was in a few, uh, he was in, um, God, what was he in? Oh, you know what he was? Uh, remember in Born on the Fourth of July when Ron Kovac cruises in the wheelchair and they're playing pool at that one bar? Yeah. He's the Marine playing pool, like Semper Fi, you know? We weren't even with you brought that back yeah. like it was a memory from like your childhood. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Remember when me and Ron Kovac were at the VFW <laughs> hall and he was fucking laying up some pool? with fucking old Donnie boy because that's what his connection is a, a movie from that era <laughs> the phone and power this lines are down to... and we have a killer running loose in the street starting to spook me doc at least I'm not alone what is I, at least I'm not alone I have my bottle of <laughs> scotch I th- always thought it would be funny if at the end of the movie 
Loomis is vindicated. Everything he says comes to pass. And then they're like, but you're still a kooky old man. <laughs> yeah, you're so, still kind of weird. Okay? So we're going to arrest you. <laughs> Wearing your fucking trench coat. So we're going we're gonna to go ahead and drive you to the town's edge. And thanks, but you are not allowed here. Yeah. Halloween 4. In 17 years, you'll see this girl's tits. See, this is the stars. Wow. Wow. Okay. I think that's an okay preview. That's not a bad preview, I think. I mean, it's really melodramatic. Dun, 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 dun. But, you know, it's pretty good. It's not bad. Let's go to the real TV. Let's go to the fucking plug in here, baby. Got Hocus Pocus. Climax and fucking Hocus Pocus is jizzing all over. Look at those effects. Yeah, this is like trapeze artists and crap, you know? This was- well, this is when, like, the days when they're not even in the same room with fucking... Like, they had Bed Midler and all these old hags ride brooms in a separate day. Yeah, And yeah. then they filmed everybody's reactions. Yeah. Another day. Yeah. They they had Bette Midler for a week and a half. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I know a guy who was the uh, the the stunt double or whatever, the stand-in for, uh, for uh, James Caan on For the Boys when I lived here before. Kind of named Steve Sterla. He stood in for uh, James Conn. And so he had to do scenes, like kind of rehearsing, rehearsal scenes with Bed Midler. Said she was great, actually. Oh, totally, I, yeah, I bet totally, she's nice. And, and, and like had a good sense of humor. Like, oh, you're a good actor. And it's like, couldn't have been more generous. Like, he, he really liked working with her. Dude, you they're know? fucking going off with these Halloween movies. We got The Mask after this, not the one that scares me, which is Mask featuring Eric Stoltz. Uh, I remember seeing Mask in the That guy, that mo- my mom showed me that in... 1990 and holy fuck did that movie scar me yeah i remember i saw it as a kid as like a baby it scarred me and then two years later i tried to watch it again and the second i saw eric stoltz's distended fucking (laughs) forehead and shit oh i was like no way no fucking way for me he talks like this he uh uh, elephant man for me when I saw the I saw the Elephant Man in the theater with my mom, that's a David. Lynch my dad movie. always said that movie scared him. It's also if you see the Elephant Man and watch it, I think the the two saddest movies to me ever. Ooh. When you think of sad movies, well, it's E. T. Of course, it's always E. T. What we got right? here, Crowy. Oh, oh, this is good. This is good. Uh, e. T. The mag the mag seven. Oh, this is the old the new one though with Denzel and Chris Pratt. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> the old one would be great. There were no black cowboys, dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't be in the genre. There's no remaking cowboy movies with black people. But uh, yeah, what was I talking about before that though? When I lost my train of thought, man. With the uh, we, we, we 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 were we went to Unforgiven. Like, I lost my train of thought with that. The Mask. Oh, yeah. oh Mask yeah. with Eric yeah. Stoltz. Uh, uh, no, the f- one of the saddest movies you've ever seen. Well, E.T. is for you, obviously. Oh, yeah. For me, and I, I have not cried. When I really, uh, it was Schindler's List. Schindler's List. And Elephant Man is the other movie. Elephant Man, if you watch The Elephant Man, uh, there's points of it. You might cry. Isn't that? Well, because it's, it's sad. He's like a reed. They throw rocks at him and well, shit. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a, ugly. He's, he's a circus freak. He's a circus freak who's actually this extremely gentle soul. Isn't it fucking... Uh, Very gentle soul. Isn't it... Uh, who plays him? Uh, John Hurt. But who who isn't... isn't uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins is, is in it. Is yeah. the physician. And then... Uh, what's her name? Uh, no, say not Jill Claiborne, but the woman who was married to Mel Brooks, who was Mrs. Robinson. 
What's her name again? God, I, I should know. know her name. Like, I'm coming an old man. I can't remember the names like I used to. It's horrible. She's a very pretty woman. Too. I've never seen Elephant Man. Oh, I know it's of it. good. It's good. It's also when you watch it, it's a, his, such a Dave. It's like his first movie after Eraserhead. So I think, or I think it is, and it's like. It's got such a David Lynch feel. Another to it. thing that took me, and this might not, and Bancroft, this might knock and me Bancroft. down a third of a peg for you. When I was a younger kid, yeah, anything that was in black and white was immediately, I w- I you're gonna have to convince me to watch it. I, I used to feel that way too, but th- but there's a few movies that changed my opinion on that, and those movies are both black and white. Uh, the two movies that changed that for me were Clerks and Reservoir Dogs. Uh, well, dog, dogs wasn't black and white. Reservoir Dogs was. Well, black here's and white. what I had a TV in my garage. Oh, and you watch it in black and white. Well, the TV would only show black and white. Good for so you, ev- man. So for a whole year, I watched everything. You see, in black I remember when TV. When, when, I remember when black and white was an authentic. Like you'd ask that question: Do they have a black and white TV or a color? Dude, like, when that we was were, 70s consumers. When we were watching Reservoir Dogs, yeah. I remember being really enthralled, and I was like, "Dude, I love how this is in black and white." And my friend was like, "This isn't in black and white. Your TV just stinks." Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, it's, and that could work as a black and white movie. That's also, that, that shows Clerks you. Clerks is black and white. Yeah, though. absolutely. But black, Hannah I, I never Gordon, realized that. Hannah Gordon and Bancroft. And Bancroft, yeah. I mean, it's like. Her name is Madge. Well, she she plays like uh, the elite of of London society take a shine. Yeah, she's a him. real broad. She's yeah. an English actress oh, of the Victorian and Edwardian era. Absolutely, she was like I think she was like a, like you know the J Lo of her time. Yeah, this is such a good movie. What did that? What this did is that? such a good movie. What Unforgiven? I love Unforgiven. You know, I've never seen this movie. Oh, I fucking love it. I was these movies came out when I was totally a kid too, but yeah. these always had a feel like when I was a kid, I thought Unforgiven was like a movie from the sixties. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it that what's well, got this is when this is actually when East Eastwood won the fucking director for looks at those whores. Yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah, this is do you know the plot of this? He had it coming. He had it coming for what he done, and the other one too. Both of them for what they done. They done wrecked my. No, well, what it is is you see that one with the blonde hair. You see her face. Oh, she's all she's all. Well, she, up. she yeah. Well, what it was a cowboy cut her face up because she laughed at the size of his dick. He had a small dick, so she cut her cut her face. So these prostitutes have got, gathered a bunch of money and they're hiring some hitmen to come in and take care of this guy, and and and, uh, and it's this old Gene Hackman is like the the sheriff of the town and he's just a complete hard ass he is just a plain spoken he's just a hard ass he's great in it he's so good anyway yeah so i don't uh, buy i know he's great but i don't buy gene hackman as like some dude who you'd be like dude he's here <laughs> thank god gene hackman is here oh gene hackman there was a time when he was like <laughs> he's a good new york actor he looks like a stepdad you know but he's uh he just plays a really good like kind of just it took me out of the French Connection until I saw it as an adult. Yeah. yeah. Like, my dad tried to show me the French Connection as a kid, and I'm just like, this is, who is this Uncle Roy-looking motherfucker <laughs> hunting, hunting heroin dealers down? <laughs> if you see that movie, I've seen it recently, I mean, literally within the past year. It's definitely like, I mean, it's dated, but it has like this, it's going to be a gritty, a gritty, you know, dirt was under your fingernails when you watched the French, the French Connection. Like, it was a real, like, gritty urban show for, you know, for, it's like time. Freak can direct that, directed that, and The Exorcist. 
directed The Exorcist too. This this is good though because what I like about this too is it, it kind of what I liked about this uh, western is it dispelled kind of like they're sort of ambiguous heroes and ambiguous you know uh, criminals you know like it's sort of like it blurs the line I feel like you know because basically Eastwood's character is an old hit man and so he has to get with his partner Ned played by. Uh, Played by oh we're ha- oh this is a key scene yeah they caught him. oh yeah it's almost over yeah this is a key scene because there's three it's a young guy Eastwood and then and then uh, uh, Freeman's character are the three assassins are gonna go try to kill this cowboy and how they're gonna they're waiting for him to take a shit to come out of the because he's you know he's, he's in the oot hoos he's exactly go to the outhouse so and, and now you he, got the non-threatening Gene Hackman I'd only be afraid of that gun in his hand I would be like as long as we can wrestle that gun away you can just fucking hit him in his arthritic knee <laughs> and he'll go down immediately <laughs> he definitely has knuckle arthritis <laughs> he's not even gonna fire one shot off before he's just like god damn it <laughs> but this is Dolores can you get my pills but his character is also interesting because he tries to portray himself as this sort of like important man there, there, there's a uh, an Eastwood author. like I'm in a movie with total pussies no it is uh there's good story I mean, there's good multiple storylines going on in this see that guy he's a, i would have never kid. let a negro be in this movie but that's just me <laughs> no he was well he and freeman got they acted well together you know i mean for he did, uh, that's all we baby. did well together <laughs> well he always had black actors i will say that moon cricket side eyes me every see, time that's my yeah. favorite racial slur by the way colin bullock told me that one Moon that's cricket? A, yeah. That's an old timey guy. Yeah. I mean, this wow. is a rough scene. Look at him. He's he's probably really uncomfortable. Well, well, yeah, well, he, he's writing because this guy, Bill, little Bill, he, he wants to have a book written about him because he thinks he's this important human uh, person. I like think the old West in this small town. He's the sheriff. So he wants a book written about him. And that guy is like, you know, he's just not really liking it. I feel like this was the tail end of. It was the time so we could show people beating a black person with a whip. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, this, I mean, this is, you know. You know, I've never seen a watch all the way. No, no, that's not what you said. Tell us for ain't. No, you said uh, Elroy Quincy out of uh, Medicine Hat and uh, Henry Tate out of Cheyenne. Hell if I did. I've watched a lot of cowboy shit in my day. Cheyenne was the shit back then. Yeah, yeah. These boys deny the storm. <laughs> Strawberry Alice and Silky. Yeah, go on, get get those over. Come on. This is a good scene. And then them whores are gonna tell different lies than you. And when their lies the same as your lies. Well, I ain't gonna hurt no one. Well, he could make him flinch. And not gentle like before. But bad. <laughs> he's basically he's gonna whip him even harder. You know? I well, think that's that a was good a, scene, That was man. a really boring way to get to that. <laughs> he talked for a whole minute and it really just meant like i'm gonna whip you more well again your short attention span you want well, to, to you right away gene hackman is not threatening <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm gonna hurt you he's here he goes see that, that that's the guy who cut up the uh, prostitute's face he's got to go to the bathroom now so there's wait. so they, they kind of take this mystery away of like this great cowboy figure I, this really brought westerns back uh, this is a good western 
Yeah, I changed my opinion on Westerns when I, when I read Lonesome Dove. Lonesome Dove's a great book. Very readable book, too. It's epic. It's like 800 pages. You can I thought we were going to kill the black one. Well, that's, a, well, that's a good one. <laughs> Who's that with him? Fucking Emilio Estevez. Well, that guy had a little career for a while. Wasn't Young Guns a Western? Yes. God, I fucking hate it. It was all Young the Guns young was stud like a actor. Rat pack. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was all like stud actors. Like, I wanted to get the female attention that they were getting. You know, it's like. <laughs> was Young Guns before or after before this? Before this. This came out in 92. Young Guns was in 88. Okay. This is Young Guns to me was like Back to the Future was too ruled. So we're going to come out with sure, our This own. is a big scene. Crow, it's a legendary movie. They're all big scenes. This is a good scene. It's a podcast, though. We have to talk like, over it. I know. I, I know. I know. I know. We gotta just here we go. It's a big scene right here. He's shitting. Yeah, exactly. That's how he gets him. No, no. Kick him. Do something. Do something. Well, no, well, if I was shitting and someone burst in, I would. I think as a. Do you really know what you would do? I do. You kick. really know what you do? Kick. You think you know what you do? If that. Or actually happened or no you're gonna you die freeze i'd get up number one <laughs> well what well, i mean because he's shocked by what's going on that that's why i think it's a realistic my reaction. favorite part about that is that he's in his long john underwear like a true head. cowboy yep this is no deadwood i'll say that this is with it with, this is an important thing to see uh, uh, Eastwood's been sober. Eastwood's been sober for over ten years. We're gonna shoot these he was horses. An, an old, an old drunk. He was an old, like just assassin. See, he can't get on his horse. He's getting, he's aging. You know, he's get. They're showing his age. It's Why would you be afraid of too. any of these people? He can't get on a horse. Well, Gene Hackman looks like fucking, an uncle because it's not superhero film. <laughs> crying out loud, people are flawed. He they have some magic superpower of some chain they wear on their neck that they got from some alien in a different universe and. Oh, it's got to happen instantaneously and be fed to me. Jesus Christ, your attention span. That guy, no, I have These people are all fucking, they're all dudes of the 19th century. My you know? attention, again, my problem with that whole time period is that guy's morbidly obese. Uh, the other guy cannot mount a horse. Yeah. Gene Hackman is 70 years old. Exactly. How are these guys strong arming anything? Well, that, that, that's what makes it compelling. That's what makes it compelling because they're not like these just are stoic great figures. They're, they're flawed men. And they're fat. They're, I mean, and, and they're coming they're back. Fat to and broken. <laughs> that is not a flawed is like Best you know, movie. he's hard to be friends with. That's a flaw. <laughs> if you're going to be a robbing cowboy, you need to be able to what get does he on have, to have? Does he have some super poverty. Learn from some, you know, his parents were somehow uh, teased Even by a that time. witch when they were younger and the spell Even came in into time. them and you know I read the blood meridian none they're an old fucking man that's part of his weakness he, and that builds attention like he's gonna get fucking shot cause he ain't what he used to be he's going back for one last hurrah and the blood meridian and that's how it would happen it would be realistic you think you'd be all calm with that i moment? guarantee you i guarantee you you're in your 60s ain't gonna come easy i guarantee you come if easy. you were fat they wouldn't let you cowboy with them that part well, I, I just don't know how, how fat most people were back then i, I mean everybody's probably a little jiggly I, nobody I, I was know, alone I, I don't think well, yeah no one went to a gym like that also, but I don't think back then fat, women but... liked it there was some fucking fat 
tubs of shit that were fucking because <laughs> it, it made you think like it was a sign of wealth. It made yeah he, he, he could feed meat. himself. Yeah, this guy eats three squares a day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He must be like uh, you know. I love that time, and I do. I you, I'm just making fun of this movie. Yeah, by the way. yeah. I know, but all of these people were dumb and syphilitic and fat and unhealthy. <laughs> us, us now. If anybody went back in that time, we could beat the shit out of. All of these people, <laughs> they were all five foot four. Yeah, yeah. They and had, they, had they had osteoporosis. Rickets. They had rickets. They were yeah. the weakest people. <laughs> it's almost a shame that they, like, how did you, f- like, that's why you needed strong black people to build the country. Because <laughs> there's no way fucking the Cisco kid <laughs> was fucking building this shit. Yeah, it's, uh, think about living back then, man. Like Chinese in- built the railroad. Black people <laughs> built every building in America. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Oof. A forced well, that, uh, a f- they certainly they certainly fucking did agrarian work. And then these fat obese cowboys just shot each other while everybody well, you did know, it. They, they were trying to forge an identity on the West, man. You had to swing an axe and you know shoot. Yeah. A, you know, oh, if there was a time, stuff, I've man. always said two time periods. If I could go back to a time and live this time period in the medieval times, both time periods where you could die of like a cold, but I still think it would be exciting. <laughs> it wasn't a good time to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, your everyday syphilis was rampant. <laughs> Ooh, and man. deadly oh god think Dude, about that man. A, a plot of deadwood is that al swearingen has a kidney stone yeah absolutely and it like bloats his belly and then yeah. in the last episode he finally pisses He's gotta through pass it. it yeah exactly well, they have to shove a metal rod into his oh, prick and like oh. they have to poke it they have, I remember to, they have to knock it away from and his there's urethra. like three people holding on to him and then he gets up and he he launches a bloody piss into his fucking bucket and they yeah come on al come on al and I you know. see the little fucking they don't show his dick but they you see the little calcium yes. fucking thing ro- rocket into the bucket yeah absolutely absolutely and you feel so good for him you know how good it would feel to have two weeks worth of piss leak out of your fucking body what i was uh i had a, a friend of mine used to get kidney stones used to get kidney stones uh he said he was he was, t- he was driving with his wife down to mississippi he was in southern illinois they were getting a hotel and he said they got got into the hotel and, and like he said you know i got a kidney stone so that to the person the woman who was working behind the desk she's like son i've can't pass the kidney stone and i've given birth three times i'd rather give birth than have a kidney stone like it is excruciatingly painful and you know that shit happened back then oh you didn't have water to sort of you know circulate around your body to you like for calcify and dude like, my dad's you know? friend passed one we oh. picked him up for work the next day and he had it in a pill bottle he showed it to us it looked like a little tiny peanut wow it was amazing like it oh. was small but i was like damn dude that came out of your dick, dick hole man yeah yeah he said he goes <laughs> it was one of the one of the funnier things uh, yeah. he was like i was like you didn't go to the hospital or anything he was like nope I bit my lip. I punched a hole in my wall and I pushed. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. I mean, when you're getting kidney stones, that's a sign of like, that's not a. Oh, he did smoke and did alcohol. Yeah. 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 It's your body isn't. Yeah. You haven't probably got the gout, too. Yeah. If you're getting kidney stones, the gout is right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. The gout. The gout. The gout. This is a scene you see. You this say is, the gout like someone who is coming over that you don't want at your house. The gout coming, coming, coming over. <laughs> you call your mother the, the gout. gout. <laughs> Get out. It's the gout. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, it's uh, funny. It's good. I can't get out of horse. <laughs> but yeah, this is a scene where see I he he lied he lied. Times. He said he killed five people. It's the first person he killed. He was lying, boasting about They're himself. They're like, look, you're gonna have to snap out of it because you're the only one that can get on a horse. Well, he's he's also blind though. He can't see very well. See, and he's waiting to get the money now. They're gonna split up the money because they're gonna get the money from the prostitutes right outside of town for killing the guy. So, but so this he doesn't makes, realize that Ned's. Ned, so this movie makes a point of like these are ineffective flawed. people. Yeah, they're flawed people. Well, they're flawed, flawed is giving people. them credit. Well, this guy, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they, they got problems. You know, they got yeah. problems. They can't. They can't execute certain things. That's what makes it kind of interesting because it's like they're kind of misfits. Here we go. You see, he's, he's admitting his lie. I didn't kill him. It weren't true. Uh, now, who's racist? Who is Gene Hackman? Is the racist guy, right? What? They're all. Right? I got a feeling they all. So Samuel racist. Jackson is kind of everybody's enemy here. <laughs> but uh, well, you sure killed the hell out of that fella today. Hell yeah! Can I say this, and I hope you agree with me? Yeah. His movies are good. Clint Eastwood is not a good actor. Yeah, it's weird how he has this weird. He doesn't grip. emote. Oh, he, I mean, he is. You did well today, kid. He, you no, know, he is. Uh, he's Gary Cooper. He's a throwback to that era of Hollywood, of like the strong, tough, silent type. You know, a lot of women like Eastwood because he's a strong, silent. What type. a fucking scam Hollywood was back then. <laughs> the idea that you can have a performance. Where your quality in it is he's silent. Yeah. And, What's and good he, about Clint Eastwood? You know that Clint Eastwood guy? You know what he does best? Shuts the fuck up. But when he does say something, it has import. It has meaning because he's like bludgeoning you over the head. Because you're like, With finally, this guy's talking. Superpower that has to like, ooh, I can surf on a big giant silver. Th- ooh, that'd be great. Look, he's got this retard crying. Wait, wait, wait you see. I didn't do it. trigger. See, he's 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 feeling awful about it. Thing killing a man. It's a hell of a thing killing a man. Take away all he's got, and all he's ever gonna have. Yeah. Well, I guess they had it coming. It's in Clint Eastwood's writer. The wind has to be a blowing every time he talks. Yeah. There's an atmosphere going on, man. It's happening. You're part of the texture of the scene. He's, he's waiting. You want, a, you want a light breeze? No. I almost want it to where you can't hear me talking. <laughs> yeah, it, it's an it's a 60 40 thing. My voice is 60, the wind's 40. <sighs> you know, kid. <sighs> it adds to the fucking the thing. I do. I used to watch my these movies with my grandpa, and he just thought these movies hung the moon. Yeah. Like yeah. he was all about it yeah that's my favorite part about the search my one of my favorites is the searchers where john wayne has to go find the the little girl gets captured by native americans and and the little girl is natalie wood right and they have to go find her so racist and it's so racist but here's the most racist part is the big shock ending where that's supposed to grab you aghast yeah is that when they finally find her they finally they're fucking clubbing indians the whole fucking yeah, movie yeah, yeah. they kill and they don't have that they're just the wrong indian tribe every time <laughs> and then they finally find the actual tribe that has her yeah and she is like a part of the tribe it's like the big shock ending of like oh, she wants to be one of them she has like they treat like oh she has yeah, stockholm yeah. syndrome, syndrome exactly 
It's like Patty Hearst, you know? Like they find her and she's wearing Native American garb and fucking cooking bread. And what, they, isn't, that what, isn't that kind of what, what Dances with Wolves kind of was? They away? pull her away and no, she's all totally. freaking out. But I remember being like, how racist that that's supposed to be the thing that goes, oh my God. Yeah. She likes it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe that? Can you believe she is like, I guess can you believe they're feeding her and clothing her and make like the, from as a point, I was just like, maybe they just like found her and we're like, Hey, let's take care of her. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, this is a stray kid. You know, no, well, no, 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 no. They no, definitely killed the command, her. The Comanche, they also had killed her mother and father. Yeah. The, the scene in Star Wars, when, when, when they go back and see Uncle Owen, who's been burnt up, who's been burnt alive, you know, Aunt Jane, Uncle Owen, whatever it is from Star Wars. Yeah. Aunt that Peru. scene. Yeah. They, they take that. That's directly taken from that movie. So directly the, taken so the girl that. who played young Aunt Peru in the movie in the the like episode one from the 2000s. Yeah. She is in this HBO documentary about that Nexium cult. Oh, she was a part of that. Have you heard about that? Well, uh, yeah, see, here's, he starts drinking again because it's the reveal. Because it's what, what makes him. I can if I drink whiskey, I can ride a horse. Well, he's <laughs> see because Ned's been killed. Who yeah. is who is she beaten you by? Know, N- N- Ned is. Uh, said he was more cold blooded than William Bonnie. He said he was gonna slug me something good. Yeah, they, there's a lot of women getting like hit. Killed the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of women. Close to the movies, a lot of women get knocked around. Oh, yeah. In the 70s, all of the women got knocked that around. That didn't scare a little bell, did it? No, sir. Give me your Schofield. Or will. Give it to me. Yeah. Give it to me. I'm going to blow my head off. See, he knows because they went out to do this together. He's got a, a certain honor among thieves where his partner got killed. So he's going to enact justice now, you know, you know, I, he opens it up and he's like, you have rocks in this gun. You, there's no bullets. There's no bullets in this gun. It's not going to work. Are you really that stupid? His you go eye, along now. Get your albino eyes out of here. About the spectacle, the fancy clothes. I guess I'd rather be blind and ragged than dead. I thought it was a Pez dispenser. I ain't gonna kill you. You're the only friend. He was just congratulating him for fucking shooting pelts or whatever yeah, the other day. Well, because well, well, it was revealed and his, his character took a turn. His Could character took a turn because Ned got killed. Morgan Freeman's character got whipped to death and he's got to now enact some justice on that. Boy, because whipped. Now I got to now I got to defend a black guy. Thanks to well, you. No, no. It's his good friend. You see, they have a real friendship. They bonded through murdering people. Grudging. They're old, they're old, old hit men, you know. They're old Western hitmen. I have never seen the outlaw Josie Wales. I guess the outlaw Josie Wales is a very seventies Western. Pale Rider. A pale rider I haven't seen. He didn't I'm telling you. Again, from, he's the same thing in all these movies. Yeah. He's uh, well, Dirty Harry, he's a little bit different. Dirty Harry is fucking hilarious. It's it, the movie should just be called Why I Hate Hippies. Can you imagine Why I Hate Hippies? Can you imagine Dog Day Afternoon with Clint Eastwood playing the guy who wants the sex change operation? <laughs> oh, I can't. I don't want Cut my penis. My cock off. I don't already. want my penis anymore. You know, no, he he, play, he he directed Play Misty for me. Play Misty for me is about him being stalked. The, Jill St. John plays a stalker. Uh, that and Fatal Attraction, I cannot, wa- I have a hard time watching those movies. Having been a victim of stalking, I have a, I mean, I 
very much relate to Do both you those know movies. what it's like waking up in the mind of a woman? God, but the body of a man. <laughs> what am I? Mind. I've had to overcompensate for I had to become a movie star. You know, Do you uh, feel- that'd be crazy if Easter's like, listen, okay, Jenner, you, you, you broke the glass ceiling, so to speak. Do you I gotta be a woman now. I'm 91. <laughs> it's about time. Do you feel like cutting my cock off? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> that whole that scene in one of the early Dirty Harry movies, it might have been the second one. Maybe it was the first one where there was like a bank robbery. There was a lot of bank robberies going on in like urban America. Well, it was America the main mode of robbery back then. Yeah, yeah. Bank it was the only were thing. Still- banks were the only thing that had money. You know, and so <laughs> plus it was it was it, there was a political dimension to it. You like, stole people's we're gonna, children. We're going to rob. It was sorry. We're going to rob money. To, we're attacking the system. But we're going to use that money to actually fund our revolutionary groups. So, I mean, Eastwood was having none of that. And I it, love that his, his libertarian gun did not like that. That's at all, my favorite thing you know? about back then of like, hey, so and so owes you for the fucking penalty bought off you. And they were just like, well, Let's go kidnap her, his daughter. <laughs> That's like what we have to do. Well, I mean, there was a whole thing in the 70s and rob, early 70s robbing banks. And that one scene when he has that, you know, it's in Dirty Harry because they set up they set up his climactic line early when he's going to shoot a black guy. You know, he's like, tell you what, you probably lost count and all the excitement. I think I did do. He's like, do I have six bullets or do I have five? Well, tell me, Paul, do you Fre- feel lucky? Old Fred Jones broke into the barn and broke the still last <laughs> night, Pa. Well, Let's go drag their dog with a fucking wagon. <laughs> that was justice, you know. That was that was nineteenth century justice. You know, that's what you did. You and you take it on yourself. Well, son, go throw rocks at their son, at their water-headed son. <laughs> yeah, I got a feeling there was a lot of birth defects. A lot, a lot of women died in labor back then. You know, I mean, it, it, those were tough times. Oh, a lot of preemies. Yeah, yeah. It just was... making it through. Yeah, yeah. Scraping by. Scraping by. Hoping you had enough food. Hoping. I mean, it's we. we you know, we're not. He's that premature. Far when your baby's premature, you set it on a rock for a week, <laughs> and you just let it. You know what I heard? It's, if it's alive after that week, <laughs> it's made it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a hole. Um, I, I I had a friend who uh, has. It was an old wives' tale. He had an uncle who was like this tall guy, big guy who died. Like you know, he lived in old age. I guess when he was born, he was premature and they used to put him in the oven because the oven was warm. That, that's what they did when, when he was young, when he was a little kid. And, and that, that's how he survived. Jesus. They put him in an oven. <laughs> I mean, this is like, I'm talking, this I is remember 1919 I, Wisconsin. I remember here, I felt you know? in danger when the power went out, the gas went out. There was something to where the fucking power was out in our house but we yeah. could still light the stove of course yeah, the, the gas and it was work. the winter it was fucking Ooh. freezing yeah so my parents turned every burner in the on the stove on and, and turned the oven on and just left the door open yeah and i remember feeling so in danger yeah 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 well that's you have to you had to do it man you had to do it i mean it's you know you yeah man. so i can imagine putting a child inside of an oven yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they put it, and, and this is like a night. This is like a stove, I think, from like the nineteen twenties. Because this guy was like, I mean, he was an older guy. He would lived to a ripe age. I mean, was, yeah, oh yeah, my uncle died. He was when he was first born. He was premature. They put him in, a, in a, an old stove. You know. <laughs> if I'm talking, the you know? wind is a blowing or the rain is a dropping. Yeah. Well, here, here's where he, he has to. You see, 
He's going to take care of business now. This is a long scene. Your, your attention span won't be able to take this. Oh, no, I got it. There's not someone who's been hit by gamma radiation. Oh, God. I have to have Crow, I this movie. I don't I, only I'm, like dude, comic books. I'm movies. fucking. I am bullshitting you. But I love I'm, how the, at this point they know his thing and he, they're like, we know you want really loud rain. Well, you. Well, this is all part, right. this is part of the drama. You see? You see this? It's a torch parade. They got torches. Dude, see, this is why they fucking. That building is going to burn down. That's one thing. If I could go back, See, they put a sign on them. Put a sign on. Them. With any knowledge, yeah, that is a man in a casket. Uh, with with any any knowledge I could bring back into these times, I would definitely go back and say, "Hey, cool it with the open flame <laughs> inside these buildings." Well, that's all they had. Well, that's why Standard Oil was such a big. They called it Standard. That was the name of it. Because it was the best. Who has studied your history? A lot of these buildings are going to burn down. Well, it's all, put yeah. a cover over the light. <laughs> you fucking the the oil oil. Like, that's why oil was so big. It, it wasn't because of you know travel or it was because of of lighting. You had oil lamps, right? So that's why they had like standard oil. That, that that was just the name. It was it was called the standard because he was a chemist and he was able to uh, to make it very stable. Because a lot of those things would just blow up and start fires all the time. I can smoke in the, opium you know, all night now. <laughs> we go uh, <laughs> being a nineteenth century opium head. I bet you those were fun times. Oh, and I bet you those were good times. Here's how the times have changed. Opium was different back then because I've smoked opium yeah i have too back then it was like heroin yeah like it was basically a smokable heroin yeah because opium now is it's like pussy shit yeah like it's like really intense weed yeah basically. not that big of a deal yeah so i always when they're just like oh, i got an opium habit like all right what else yeah go to work yeah <laughs> an opium habit you can do opium at work the only thing that will get you caught with opium is it smells like incense yeah Yep. Like it reeks. Doesn't smell bad, but if you yeah. go fucking, if you go roll a fucking pin of opium, yeah, they're gonna smell it on you. Yeah, you're gonna come back smelling like a goddamn Spencer's yep. gifts. Yep. <laughs> this is where he goes and he's he's killed. He's killed the one he guy. Himself. <laughs> I just realized. You just killed an unarmed man. We should have armed Wait, himself. I just realized that you pose no physical threat, <laughs> but neither do I. So I brought a gun. <laughs> I've killed women and children. Killed just about everything that walks or crawled at one time or another. And I'm here to kill you, little Bill. For what you did in that. I've even killed things that aren't technically See, alive. earlier in the movie, he got the shit. Bill kicked the shit out of Aquinas when they first came away. into town. I Because they knew there were assassins coming in. And, and, and he just beat the shit out of Eastwood. Eastwood got beat. He was like, gonna die. I drew a face on a rock and shot it. <laughs> so that counts. Right, I killed that rock. It's a good scene. He's got Come one on. barrel left. When he fires that, take out your pistols and shoot him down like the mangy scoundrel he is. The mangy scoundrel. Scoundrel. That's See, that's say. why that Deadwood is good because they modernized it. Oh, like, yeah. Because that's everyone. Because that movie's got so many fucks and shits. And, yeah. And they asked him, like, did they really say fuck back then? And he goes, they did cuss. He goes, but cuss words were different. Like he yeah. said, he goes back then. Dag Nabbit was 
a f- legit it was like saying motherfucker fuck. or something yeah. like that yeah so he was like they probably didn't say fuck but there were words equivalent to it that would be laughable now yeah like now calling someone a mangy scoundrel was probably the worst it was probably like someone <laughs> calling a cut you cock sucking motherfucker yeah, yeah like that was probably the equivalent to yeah. that yeah <laughs> so well, that's th- why i like it but that's why i'm but see but milch was smart and was yeah. like people are gonna laugh at this show if i do that so i'm just gonna modernize it and replace it with modern equivalents so they say fuck and shit and yeah yeah it's a shakespearean western deadwood's great i love oh, it it's awesome i love deadwood it's one of my favorite shows of all time absolutely love it it's such a raw i, I also think i mean deadwood i think seriously it was it was an outlaw city it was an outlaw well, city. Well, it was, yeah, you know, it was, it was before like, it was a part of the United States. Yeah, I mean, it was truly... It like, was its own territory. And, and then there was a gold rush that went on because there was a there was a huge depression in the 1870s in the country. Big and depression. And boy, if you wanted gold or a sexually transmitted disease, yeah. you come to Deadwood. I don't know if you knew this, Crow. Ain't no law in Deadwood. Yeah. Well, also, you know, it, it was going to be, uh, you know, it was Native American land that basically, you know, okay, they're going to keep the Black Hills. But then when they discovered gold, the white man was like, no, 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 no. We're going to go over here and take it over. We don't care if it's your, if it's your spiritual land. We're going to take it over because literally there are gold in them, there are hills. That guy's like, dude, I just run the Tilt-A-Whirl. Yeah, you know, he's, <laughs> he, he's the right. Pick up that rifle. Pick it up. Oh, he had a gun. Is this that scene? Oh, no, that's the other guy. Who's the fucking... He kind of looks like Clint Eastwood, but he's an older guy. That's Pale Rider. Pick it up. Pick up the gun. Like, he tells the guy to pick up the gun. He's in Pale... And then he shoots him. And then he shoots him, and then everybody's shocked, and he was like, he had a gun. He, like, makes him pick up the gun, so he's defending himself. Yeah, that guy looks like he came from 1992. Who the guy on the right? He looks completely out of place. Look yeah, like. he, he, he was in a couple. Of, he was a, 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 had a little bit of a streak there. He that was in true like, romance. That looks like he was in true romance. That looks like Dave Odd. <laughs> I, 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 I I don't want to go for the bait on that one. I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> Dude, that's one of my favorite stories of yeah. all time. Yeah, yeah. I, I really. I. I I actually have a certain degree of shame over that one. I think. I think well, I'm he's actually, out. It's not like there's any yeah. news. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I just because I, I really fucking came at him hard. That was pretty hard. Man. Oh, yeah. are we talking about the same story? Yeah, yeah. yeah <clears throat> during exactly. the show when you yelled. So the story I've heard is I think Kenny DeForest told me this story. So me crow and all the Chicago comics give. I'm not gonna. I've said the name, but you're gonna have to go back. There was a guy who started a comedy club who years before he did comedy had gotten popped for like lunging out of bushes at people no uh, he, you know he, he would, he he would like go to northwestern he would go up to northwestern hide behind the bushes up there and literally go out and grab women's vaginas he okay. groped them he grabbed their pussies so he yeah. did that and yeah. then got to six different women and then he got popped and had had to go on the sexual f- offender list absolutely and he became a stand-up comedian in chicago he was a started before, booking shows yep. and everybody did his shows Yep. So this, when you were new, he gave you a chance. Oh, it's all the spots. So Crow, I've heard, was doing a show at the club and he's not it's not going well. And all of a sudden in the middle of his set, he just stops and he goes, 
You guys know the guy who runs this club's a pedophile, right? <laughs> He's a convicted sex offender. Yeah. yeah. And then Kenny just goes, the lights came on. Yeah. And Dave was just like, everybody's got to go. <laughs> yeah. 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 I. No, here's what it was. I, I, that's what I did say. And the lights did come on right away. And I said it on a microphone. But it was a St. Patrick's Day show. And Flannery and Sullivan were doing it. And they were hammered. And we were drinking all day. I was completely drunk. Yeah, that's, he used to have drunk. theme shows all the time. That yeah. was one thing that used to make fun of Dave on. Because quite honestly, the stuff, the sexual offender stuff was almost old news by the time oh, I started doing comedy. Like I he, found well, he out, wanted to make it old news. I found too, out about it almost a year into doing he comedy. He is rehabilitated. But He's he also, himself. to set up yeah. this story, he would do theme shows. Yeah. So he had a standard showcase on the weekend, but then he'd also do like... Jesus birth like you'd have to roast yeah, Jesus yeah. and like you, he had a show where the crowd would heckle you and you had to like come back at him like he also had like a weird thing where he wanted to like uh, roast handsome men or something yeah. like Saint you know? Ed, but he if it was St. Patrick's Day he would have a St. Patrick's show where you but like <laughs> so I could totally see him making like like he would get every Irish comic yes. in Chicago yes to go up of course. So, and Flannery and CJ were top at the time, so yeah. they probably treated Edge shows. Oh, it was just, called the Edge Comp. They probably, yeah. it was like an open mic to yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. And, and they were just like, okay, I'll do it just because I'm going to get a little bit of money. Yeah. And then, they didn't treat and then it beginning comics like me, that was like, oh my God, I'm doing a show at the Edge. Yeah, of course. Exactly. When you first start, you think it's to a good To let deal. people know that's the, that's how, how comedy beats you down. In five years, you go from, oh my God, thank you so much for this stage time yeah to five years later you're one of the better comics you're just like oh i know i, know. I gotta <laughs> do that show that's gonna suck i know i know absolutely absolutely you know we you, you want a little more you want to strive for something better or it's just like someone's gonna find out i did this and they're gonna think i'm like bad now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. god that weird mind fuck you know i, I know that so here's what happened we drive down to the show and i never take pills I never take pills. Like Vikes. Yeah, I never. You were on but, lewds. But 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 I I took pills. Crow was on the lewds, man. I took pills and I was drunk. I was and I said, hey, I tell you what, because CJ was like, I don't want to do this show. Right, I, I just said. I said I don't want to do this show. So, so okay, well, I'm going to be the only one who even has sniffed <laughs> proper comedy. So here's what's going to happen. I said, you're going to go. I'm going to start heckling you in the middle of your act, and we want to play it off. You were doing a plant hackle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was plant hackle. I said, and then just you're going to say, "Oh, can you do it better?" And I was, and 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 I'll say, "Yeah, I can do it better," because I I did it like probably for three minutes. We had a pretty good report going. That's not good. I was like hackling him. Nah, no, not a good. And then finally, I was like, what the fuck? And he was acting up pretty well. He's like, "What the fuck is your problem, man?" You know, I'm doing my act. And then and then I was like, uh, <laughs> I, "I could do a better job than you." And he's like, "Okay, do it." So I went up, and CJ left, and I was like, "Yeah." The who runs a show he's a convicted <laughs> that's how i set it up that's how i did it and I, so you got one line out that was and it, lights were up and he was upset i mean he yeah. was very upset and then like outside it was petrov but then a month CJ later he I, asked you to do another show no probably. i i i, I apologize you know i did not apologize to him but i actually feel kind of somewhat bad about it because it's just like hey he sells over. he forages for food yeah, now absolutely. he's got a good business he like uh, i'm sure he does you know? It's he. He was at a. He was on WTTW about it. PBS, <laughs> Chicago. 
uh, when he came into the scene in the late 90s, and I remember all the, there were not many female comics back then. There were not oh, many. Oh, no. There were not. And they and were just like, me. they were just like, we all do not like this came guy. in, found out immediately. And they were they just. They all did this. That's the one, that is the one thing, a comedy across the board. It's the one thing that annoys me about any comic coming out and being like, this guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. They'll. And I've even done this. Yeah. Comics will talk shit and damn everyone's souls, but you will do their show. Yeah. If they ask you yeah, to do yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's anytime, anytime a comic wants to protest this guy, I won't work with this person. Yes, you will. Yeah, of course you will. I know. There's always a lot. Young, I, I'm not going to go up at the improv. It's cookie cutter. Now, I remember a guy saying that. And then when you got a slot at the improv, you went up at the I improv. I know a couple. That's what th- you did. Uh, Seligson, she was like even uh, kind of upsettingly told me because uh, CJ or a TJ was doing a spot there and he's got his reputation or whatever. And everybody in the comments of the show were like, this is bullshit. There's a lot of females that deserve time. And Alex was like, she was like, I fucking hate that they're booking this guy. And she was like, and I can't boycott the club because I want to be a regular there. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, so I have to just come here and be upset. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, it's an odd business. It's a weird business, man. It's just not a, but that's my one thing. Anytime someone truly wants to be like, let's put our foot Kills down. At point blank and that's range. the one thing I say. Are you willing to give up work to take your stand? Yeah. Are yeah. you willing to effectively maybe end your comedy career? Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah. to change the business for people yeah. ahead of you. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just because if every female comic did say we won't work your clubs, if you put up shit bags, they would not put up shit. Yeah, bags. yeah, exactly. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, but that would require comedians to actually be unified on something and not have right. 14,000 thoughts going through their brain at any moment. I can't c- connect with this person. Because Even amongst but, you know, females, there will be one comic being like this guy assaulted me and then their friend will be like, ah, shut the fuck up. That's yeah. not <laughs> some 48 year old fucking broad, who's that broad who started in the eight. <laughs> and oh. that's not then. Oh man, it's it has changed. The, the comics are a lot more sensitive now. They're a it's lot how, more sensitive. Someone I was, I was listening I to an older guy in in professional wrestling, and he he said it perfectly because there's a lot of people in professional wrestling hate that like now in wrestling since since it's kind of been exposed as nobody knows thinks it's real. Yeah, exactly. So now the it's choreographed. I, the I, and also the idea of having. Only big giant people can be wrestlers because it has to. They have to look strong and it has to yeah. look like a. So there's a lot of old school wrestling people who hate that like all these short, thin, flabby, unathletic people are wrestling now. Like yeah. they've, they've opened the business up to everybody. Now. They're fans of wrestling. Yeah. But Jim Ross said something. He was like, what you have to understand is these people were raised differently than us. Yeah. Like we were raised by insane people who grew up in the twenties <laughs> and thirties. Like these kids now they're more sensitive because they grew up with parents who were nice to them and didn't treat them and, and taught them that you should expect to be treated nicely yeah, when you yeah. leave this house. Yeah. <laughs> and to some older people, like, it's just like a part of the initiation. You join the wrestling business. We shit in your luggage and yeah, we fucking yeah, yeah. we tell you the wrong flight to get on. So you end yeah. up in the wrong state and you miss the show. Ha, yeah. that's a little rib. Yeah. Like you can't do that to people now. I'll fucking yeah. sue you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Which is I mean, I kind of get it, you know, like, but it's and, also like, come on. <laughs> like you're making me miss work because you want to laugh, dude. I'll fucking 
end you, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah and those, see, those. and people, older people, look at that as a pussy trait. I look at that as like, you want to fuck with me, dude? Yeah, I'll end you, you old fucking dinosaur. <laughs> well, the whole thing now, the game has changed too. The online crap, you can get canceled. You know, see, but canceled way. is the canceled yeah. is for pe- only for people who already dislike that person. Yeah, I'm talking about real. Like, I'm going to tell someone about what, like, the whole idea of when your boss is fucking with you. And it's it's seen as like this pussy move to like tell on them. But like sometimes no, no, you gotta you go to. ahead and you be like, to. hey, no, this guy's fucking to. yeah, fucking with me Absolutely. every day. He's Absolutely. a piece of shit. He calls the Indian guy a fucking dot head every day. Uh, you God. need to get this guy out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so should we do the first half? If you want up? to, Let's you want to end half. it on fucking a racial slur, we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we're man. gonna take a break we got the uh we got a soliloquy happening there is, is it like what everything that happened been, after yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and Mrs. There was Feathers, out of the, out of the well, this is because the the cowboys did so little in this movie <laughs> that they had to do so much more off camera <laughs> you know listen. after this movie ended real cowboys came into town <laughs> and actually fixed things yeah he directed this he started i think he won director movie and i actor. remember this is one of this, this movie is like a big sweep of i remember an early off and on oscar memory yeah. was this all right we'll be back guys 103.8 fm talk radio could have parachuted in overnight and easily, quietly subdued. No, not them. Something more with that. They wanted to kill Christians. Well, guess what? They got to keep killing them now. Because they got a fight on their hand of a lifetime. Spiritual war, when they come into it like that, it ain't going to end for them like that. And I ain't got to be the, you know, like I said, it's going to go on. It ain't me. It'll be the next one. They're going to attack the next individual that's trying to be right because these people have been wrong. They serve the devil. It ain't a matter of you being wrong and them, you know, serving your justice. It's a matter of you being right and against their idea of living. Back for the second half, people. I, I, I uh, you know, as you know, people with our show, we try to have a format. We try to follow. We like this this week in television history, this month in yeah. television history. Yeah, we do that. I uh, like to do a little hello, Larry. That anchors us. The intro song anchors us. I want to start. But there's a topic I want to get to. Oh, we can get into that. And uh, I don't know how to feel about the debate, and I don't know how to feel about Trump with with, uh, COVID. with COVID. He got COVID. It, it is just, it is a cherry on top. The cas- the cascading effect of bad that's been going on is getting to this crescendo. I feel you know it's pretty it's pretty amazing. I, I it's it's when you said crescendo smooth criminal by Michael Jackson played in my I think I did that pretty well that like even that's what I love about these like Adams family is it's consistent across the board everything they own is deceased <laughs> the golf balls aren't white yeah yeah <laughs> decent lawn you'd expect it to be more dead than that the, the, there's there's pretty good set design on this where know, do you right? think this is that's la right they have some hill they they live <laughs> yeah, on yeah, top of I, some hill yeah this is this is some studio somewhere you know 
Uncle. The fact that his name is Uncle Fester. See, that's where they. Fester is his name. That's where they have trained. You know, I didn't get that until way later in life. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember when I realized it, I was like, like that's oh, like a wound. Yeah, like a, yeah, fester. Like, you just said fester. It's like, oh, God. Because like, like, fester is not just smell. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, been sitting there for a while. Yeah, and, and flesh is getting eaten away at it. It's, it's one time fe- when I was a kid. You lose a limb when you fester. One time when I was a kid, I used to eat, make bologna sandwiches. Yeah. And then I had a lunchbox and I would take, I would make a sandwich, put it in a lunchbox close the lunchbox carry it to my room and then eat it in like 15 minutes because i loved lunchboxes i was a special little boy yeah uh but then one time i fucking just forgot about it you know me with my memory yeah exactly you forgot your you forgot your lunchbox yeah i was just fucking i got i got caught up in underdog because i used to watch underdog i would come home from school crow kindergarten 1991 i think i remember no 92 because i remember her writing the year on the board and i think i remember her writing 92 at some point wow i was a college graduate come home i would make a bologna and ketchup sandwich (laughs) oh man on white bread bologna mustard i'm a bologna mustard guy i love a bologna sandwich I like it's a bologna good. sandwich. I do. It's really good. The poor, the poor man's fucking salami. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll eat a bologna sandwich. You know, uh, dude. When we started buying salami, I was just like, my grandparents are getting social security now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They got sal- salami money. <laughs> Hard salami cash. <laughs> I got to admit it, man. I know that when you get quality meats, you know? Yeah. Quality meats, absolutely. So I made you know? this sandwich and. I, cause I was too young. I didn't have lunch. I was in kindergarten and I was yeah. jealous of my sister that she had, remember the lunch boxes that had graphic pictures on the front. It would be like yes. a colored lunch box and it would have like the cover of the new Ninja Turtles movie. Wow. Dude, if you didn't have those lunch boxes, you were a fucking reject. Yeah, I was the first generation to, to really get into the lunch box. Those in LA gears, dude. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you were like top notch. You needed you that. that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. a Nash skateboard. I remember, oh man, I tell you what, that's one thing I always, you know, I think I've said this before, I've admitted this, I've been not ashamed, but bummed out about, you know, the, the skateboarding culture was a culture that I think I would have been into when I was a oh, teenager. Yeah. And, and I just, and, and there were, there were skateboard, there was a little scene in my town in Wisconsin, there was like eight or nine guys who Do you think because your parents were in the government, you just had a squarer existence because you were just like, well, my parents aren't that cool, so it's not like, you don't even, it's not like you had the information. <laughs> HC speaking right now, Keith, but this is hilarious. But go ahead. I'll, I'll keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, no. No, there was no, there was never a thought of, you know something? My parents are a bit square, so therefore I won't do skateboarding because it wouldn't be approved. I or maybe think, it just didn't appeal to you because you were like, well, I just. You know what it was? It wasn't. I, I sometimes hung out with those around. guys. I, I, what it was, the skateboarding kids would go down to the university, which it felt like you were a little more mature when you were down I there, just imagine you know? little Adam Crocious with his rat tail and his glasses <laughs> I didn't going glasses. like, you go skateboard, I'm going to go read books. <laughs> no, no, I didn't do that. I, 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 was, a, I was a physical kid. Uh, I'm going to go jerk while. off to Steve Sable talk <laughs> over football. <laughs> the, the, but there was a whole... <laughs> but, but the whole... Um, um, no, I, I, I did not do that. I did not do that. Yeah. I did not do that. So we were saying that. Because my mom was wild. She got pregnant when she was 21. Like yeah. when, I, when we were of that age to start going out and like, I remember she would have like, she watched the X games when I was a kid. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just me going out and skateboarding and getting into all that shit. It just was 
around in the environment. Yeah. Like yep. yeah, my mom started. is a yep. freewheeling like person. Yeah. Good for her. Cause I, I know for myself <laughs> or as my dad would say a whore. Oh, there we go. Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Again, my dad watches. I'm just joking. Okay. But you did say those things. But I, I just remember, uh, uh, with skateboarding because there was a scene in the 70s I, I was scared of it I, I was kind of a gawky kid so I was afraid of falling down I, 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 that I wouldn't be I was a BMX kid though I, I saved my money I had a BMX bike I, I had a BMX bike we've, we've, I, I had a BMX bike for about a two year three year period there like early teen right before you're gonna hit puberty you know <laughs> You know, seriously. Did you ever have someone sit on your handlebars while you rode them? Uh, absolutely. And I, I, I learned a few tricks with Were it, pegs know? a thing of your time? You put the pegs on the yes, wheel so people yes, could you stand get, on yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Get those absolutely. soup can ones. Yep. Those yeah. big boys. Yeah, absolutely. And I was a BMX Did guy. Did you come from the time where you still putting baseball cards in the spokes? I never did that. I did that once when I was a kid. Because uh, I used to have... Here's a... Here's it's such an old school... Back in the 20s. When, you know, Dude, this I mean, was ni- back in 95. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was per- that was like perfect childhood for me. Yes. 92, I was still blocking out childhood. Yeah. 93 yeah. is when shit really starts clicking. Yeah, your brain's ab- advancing. It, 92 it's spotty. Yeah. 91, forget about it. Yeah. One thing I will say <laughs> that we have in common by <laughs> with the 90s is for me, because it was post-Cold War... Uh, and having the Cold War being this daunting thing, going, uh, it was a pall over everything to me. It was a, I hated the Cold War. The threat of nuclear annihilation was on my mind. Oh, every that's day. another thing I want to watch every the day. day after on this show. Oh God, it's it, it, I could not watch the day after. I was so afraid and scared, and scared of, of, of nuclear war. I could not watch the day after. They were literally hyping the day after because it was going to come out in the summer, but they couldn't get the editing done because it was a four-hour made-for-TV movie that's how long it was so they had to get the the post uh the post editing of so the post uh shoot blah 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 whatever and they, they had to do that in uh so they had to, uh, released in uh in november in november was when it actually came well, out so they literally were hyping this thing i swear to god they were commercials in march i'm not lying they were literally hyping this thing seven months before it was actually on here we go we are grateful to the people of Lawrence, Kansas, for their participation and help in making this film. Do you know how many people watched the day after? I think you said like 47 million. No, it was like 130 million people. <laughs> you know? So this is this movie for short. It's about the day after a nuclear attack. Yeah, exactly. N- nuclear war actually happens. 1983, this came out, which was, that was truly one of the, de- that was the big, like the true trough of the Cold War. 83, Reagan coming in. We were going to, the Republicans were like, we're going to fucking finish off the Soviet Union. We're going to outspend them. We're, and, and their economic system is rickety and weak. And, and we're going to just, this, and so 83 to me was at the real, like the trough. And then after that, you know, there was a bunch of death going on over there. All the premieres changed. And then Gorbachev. Is this when they're launching the missile? Well, it, it's the, the, there's political tension. The Warsaw Pact, which was the uh, the counterbalance to NATO, has actually ch- chose to invade Germany. So it starts in Europe. The, it, it, the war happens in Europe, and, and and that sets off the cascading set of events. So, Crow, nuclear war. I made this sandwich yeah. after kindergarten one day. Yeah, and yeah. I put it in the lunchbox. Yeah, because I had one. Yes, because of course. And classic Paisel style. Forgot about it. No, it was a garbage fucking hand-me-down one with like the... The good ones were like clean plastic, the kind that killed dolphins. Yeah. Like real good fucking... Yeah. 
and like a graphic over it. This one plastic with a sticker on it that was peeling off. It was like a Care Bears one yeah. handle with like the metal rungs clipping the plastic handle. Yes. It looked like I was fucking Laura Ingalls Wilder <laughs> fucking walking. But so I didn't take it out of the house because yeah. I was ashamed. You were ashamed. <laughs> uh, but I used to transport food back and forth and I made this bologna sandwich. I'd come home from kindergarten. I'd watch Looney Tunes and underdog and flipper. Yeah. Uh, flipper was awful. I was yeah. just, I watched flipper and route to underdog. It's the yeah. only fucking reason. Look at the cast. Jason Robards is in this. Uh, Joe Beth Williams is in this. John Lithgow is in this. Ringwald. So yeah, so yeah, this is lunchbox. Uh, so yeah. I fucking put the sandwich in there and I forgot about it. Underdog was good or something. Steve Gutenberg. I got I got caught up in Phineas J. Whoopi's fucking excursions. Yeah. Um and then seven months later, we smell something. Uh I open up this lunchbox. The entire inside of the lunchbox was mold <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, it was like that scene it was like a show. science experiment it was like a creep show you know yeah. remember stephen king his character there were like things inside of it yeah i had just told and then when i opened it up and saw it it hit me that, I, that again yeah i forgotten about it until the very moment that i wow. opened up that thing like wow. it hit me me making the sandwich going to the living room wow all came back to me you know, I wonder why. You know, what well, what psychology does I that, you know? was born of alcoholic sperm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my mom was 21, so she probably didn't have everything developed. Yep. Uh, she did her best, though. They both did their best. Oh, hey, if you can get to that point with your parents, if you can get to that point with your parents, I'll tell you something. That's actually a good thing. No, seriously. <laughs> as a point of maturity, you just went up a notch. If you can get to that point with your parents where you're just like, they did the best they could. Uh, it, it, for me, I was able to forgive them. Me forgiving. You see, that's Kansas City. Yeah. It's Chiefs. Arrowhead, Arrowhead Stadium. Arrowhead right there. Camarohead. Totally politically correct. <laughs> Arrowhead so It's Kansas City you know, They really steep this In like Central America You know what I mean This is like But you're, you know You're close to a city And they're gonna nuke cities That's my know? favorite thing About the Chief Because everybody's like the, re the Redskins are no more So anytime I'm just like The Kansas City Has absolutely Nothing to do With Native Americans Anymore <laughs> Chiefs Absolutely Nothing to do anymore We don't do the Tomahawk chop At all This was here. like this was a sophisticated like ooh, it's a sophisticated city you know like you're out in the park well, it's, everyone's it's where good. fucking families live you know again this is you know we're set making the setting of what it was like before the day after oh my god this did it was you like, write this see we did, did it right there <laughs> oh my god did nicholas meyer direct this yeah i think that i think meyer had a few, a few of the th i mean this was a fucking big show Dude, we would do that to read the Wikipedia. Okay, put okay, we put it on page and we read the Wikipedia, man, because it's 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 going to validate. You know, the effects are so bad. The effects are really dated. But again, you like the Cold War was not didn't have an imprint on you, so you and I have something in common. It was the, the nineties. Nineties was the last. Do you want to know the like, my my connection to the Cold War is in my history books? The last chapter always said. Uh, the Cold War, 1990 to the present. Like it was like it, that was like the, it was always the yeah. last. It was the beginning of the last chapter 
of the last yeah. in my history book. Yeah. They talk about the wall it's, going it's down it's and mo- shit. Yeah, it's modern. <sighs> it covered like the late 80s into yep. where we were, into the into the futuristic time of the year 2000. Yep. yep. Silver yep. Chair wrote a song about it. Huh? Your book's didn't cover 9-11 in high school. No, no, not 9-11. Did I say 9-11? No, 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 you no, said... I'm asking, did they not? I think there might have been a blurb. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I probably... But they didn't change our history books. We had a whole chapter, like, the year after 9-11 happened, they scrapped all of our history books. Really? No. Interesting. No, hell no. We didn't... What the fuck? We can't afford to do that. Yeah. Our yeah. history books were from 1997. You know, like before that, yeah. way before that, yeah. they were like the spines were chipped up. Like you yeah. had to put book yeah. covers on. No, I, I remember getting old books. I remember getting old books. I yeah. remember I worked at my school in the summer. Yeah. Uh, and we went in the book in the clock in the room where all the books for the English classes were. Yeah. Like we're fucking funny farm and all that shit yeah. is. And it was all fucking penguin copies from like the seventies. I was just like, this yeah. is pathetic. Yeah. Like we have no new books. We have the first yeah. edition super fudge. Jesus. Over so here. Bad. So let's with that in mind, it's 1983 Reagan's budget cuts have happened. The, the, they've so doubled the military budget. More than a hundred country is mortified about nuclear war. So more than a hundred million, more than a hundred million people and 39 million households. So the way ratings work real quick is there's households and then there's people and they account for basically a household probably has two, one or two people watching. Yeah, yeah it's probably well, probably about three or four. Because they say like yeah. if the TV's on then the kids are probably in front of it. So they yep. add two or three people per yep. household. Yep. So there's yeah so it's 39 million households 100 million people uh, 46 rating. Yeah. Uh, with a 62% share of the viewing audience during its initial broadcasting. It was the seventh highest rated non-sports show up to that time and set a record for the highest rated television film in history. A record it still held as recently as 2009. Yeah. It also just shows that there was only three television stations, you know what I mean? Or three networks. So it was and maybe one independent station. Russell Chicago. Oaks. Dr. <laughs> Russell Oaks. <laughs> Yeah, it's a long one. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a long Wikipedia. I love how two hours was like epic back then. Well, it, it, it was four hours. Well, actually. that's yeah. with commercials. Yeah, they, you know what they did during this too? They would have a break. How does that make you feel, Crow? What? They threw two hours of commercials at you. Yeah, well. Because well, I have it right now on YouTube, full movie without commercials, two hours and six minutes. Maybe. Yeah. There's no maybe, Crow. Yeah, this is the whole movie. So w- w- what I can tell you what you know, they, they had breaks in the middle of it. And Ted Koppel like, hosted a, a panel of like Henry Kissinger was oh, on geez. it. Ellie Wazell, like all these heavyweight fi- to discuss nuclear war. Ellie Wazell's comment was, well, now the entire world feels Jewish. That, <laughs> that, 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 that was his comment, you know. Ooh, look at this fucking smooth guy. We're going to die because Jesus hates us. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look, look, you what know did I tell you? <laughs> Will this bomb go off already? Well, you see, there's a buildup. There's a buildup. See, but I thought I figured the movie would immediately start. No, because see, like, again, you want the, the magic superpower to be well, coming down from the moon. The movie's <laughs> called The Day After. Well, they're building it up. They're building it up. It's they a should've. slow buildup. It the, takes a while. The buildup is nuclear war. The movie's called The Day After. Yeah, well, they're building up to the conditions that create yeah. nuclear war. But that looks like, God, that looks like Iowa to me. You know, it's a, it's a little, a little hard scrabble. It's a tough. 
I love how that's how you know the Midwest. That looks like that looks like Iowa. It does. That is not Kansas. And and, and they want to like his shirts untucked. Who is that? Ryan O'Neal. I'll be darned if that's (laughs) Kansas. That dude. He's been in stuff. Looks like Radar O'Reilly. He was in a in a Soldier Story. Yeah, the, the, I mean, they had some actors here. I mean, they had a, you know. I'm going to go away just to go in this day. We're going to cover a little bit of this day in history. Sure. But we'll it. go back to it. It's all good. It's on. Just good. know it's on. Good. It's I good can't thing. find anything better to talk about the election and the president getting COVID than a movie about <sighs> nuclear war. I, I don't. I mean, again, this next week with, with Trump, right? They say, to, I talked to my uncle today. He says the incubation period is four to eight days. You know, he's a former doctor. He's like, it's four to eight days. So he could feel fine and be relatively asymptomatic. And then it could just blow up on like Tuesday, you know? So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. Jesus Christ. Listen to these shows. So on this day, this is September 28th. I've gone back to, I believe, Monday. Yeah. Sometime earlier this week. We're not scientists here, guys. (laughs) 1955, first, in case you were wondering. <laughs> first World Series color TV broadcast on NBC. The Yanks beat the Dodgers. In what year? 55. Yeah. That was those fucking... Yep, the Dodgers won that year. Those Yankee Clipper years when fucking old Joe DiMaggio was all DiMaggio up wasn't there yet, I don't was think. That don't think was that the Mick? Uh, uh, that was young Mickey Mantle. Young Mick? Young Mickey Mantle. DiMaggio was after Mickey Mantle? Oh, oh no. Dima- no, Mickey before. Mantle was after Dimaggio. So Dimaggio was the '40s, right? Uh, yeah, he, he was more the '40s. Like, I think late '30s. It's, I, I, I think I mean, that the Yankees had a dynasty in like every decade. Oh, they're an annoying team. But yeah, what, what else? What else? What else? Um, we have Racket Squad TV crime drama. Last airs on CBS fifty three. Listen to the names of these shows. Bob and Ray Show TV Variety airs last on NBC. When was that? When was 53. That? This is all 53. Oh, wow. They were just okay. throwing fucking comedy. Billy O'Jonassy over here. Fucking Jackie O'Reilly's <laughs> comedy hour. Here's an Italian in a suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a time to live, man. Like, like post World War II when America had truly won the war and was by far the most dominant Johnny, economic Johnny power. Carson had a show pre Tonight Show. Yeah, absolutely. aired in 56. Yeah, he did. What else? Hennessy, 1959, debuts on CBS. That had to be like a, a, te- like a Western, like gun smoke kind of competition. Hazel you know? debuts on NBC, 1961. My dad references Hazel constantly. Hazel's a maid. It was a maid show. She was like the housekeeper <laughs> of a family. Hazel. That, that's kooky totally... stuff happened. <laughs> kooky stuff happened. <laughs> idea of like, hey, we'll just do that. I, I, Dr. I, Kildare. These are all references my parents made. Uh millionaire i love dude the 50s and 60s they were just throwing television shows at you yeah absolutely i'm dickens he's fenster (laughs) debuts on abc what is that (laughs) he's fenster holy shit Blue collar carpenters, one married, one single, find themselves in conflict with their boss. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just a couple of carpenters, like you know. Ooh, like, look at that! Look at that look. Trade. Look at that look. Oh, 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 on a day after. 
Oh yeah, man. I mean, this is when I first remember. Like, it's Jason Robards. Look at those glasses. The, 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 I remember this. I mean, because I, I, I was a teenager. I was a thirteen or fourteen. Were you like, she's dreamy? No, no. I but but the bangs, that that hairstyle, that shirt, like the preppy look. It was we're trying to get out of the seventies. We're trying to get into bright colors. We're trying to get. Is into she pastels. the one? Right away, I'm getting the vibe of like. Did, are they aware of nuclear war at all yet? Well, uh, no, yeah, because the events haven't unfolded that in that direction yeah. yet. So again, it, it's the whole thing. Hey, it's going to make it more dramatic when you're the day after because it's idyllic now. And our problems aren't really that bad, aren't they, Petty? But we're, we're all living under the, uh, the shadow of Here, a nuclear war. I really mushroom. pulled this up to watch this real yeah. quick. <laughs> this is... <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, Mac. Oh, dude. Fucking Patty Duke, Dobie Gillis. That's like, or I remember I used to watch TV all day. I remember I'd be at my grandma's and Nickelodeon would end. And the last thing Nickelodeon would show before Nick at Night started was Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah. And then the Patty Duke show would start fucking Dobie Gillis and fucking what else? And Bob Newhart. <laughs> I like Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart was a good show in the late 70s. It's based in Chicago. So this is I'm Dickens. He's Fenster. This is this. Day. I'm Dickens. He's Fenster. This is a front. We're repressed homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dickens. He's Fenster. Starring John Aston. That, that, you know, you know, that is. Marty. That's John Aston. That, that, that's Nicole Aniston's. No. Yeah, he's also uh, the original Fester or uh, Gomez Adams from the show. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I wanted to say it, but it's not. No, John Aston, John Aston is the original fucking Gomez Adams. Oh, yeah, exactly. You're right. Exactly. You're right. Yep, exactly. No, no, you're right on that. But exactly. Jennifer Aniston's dad is also. It, it's John it, Aniston. Yeah, exactly. It's a, yeah, I, 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 was, I got my. Uh, yeah. Line, my, my wires crossed. No, you're there. dumb. It's fine. <laughs> I'm stony baloney. This is, this is the lead in? Created and produced by Leonard Stern. Who's never going to work again in show business. <laughs> Look, they put two handles on the door, Crow, because they're... <laughs> I'm Italian. He's retarded. <laughs> Listen to this music. What? I mean, you know what I guess? On I Dream of Genie, Larry Hagman was tripping balls. He did LSD all the time when he was acting on that. Isn't that hysterical? How bizarre is that? You know? He would just be tripping balls. Here's a guy with a sense of humor. Hi. I want to tell you a funny story. I mean, how many sitcoms still have this feel? It's crazy. It's hilarious. It's a bomb. Aren't you decide who's right? Listen to this and tell us what you think. I think I'm going home. It's all like cat skills and shit, you know? Stay here and listen to this joke. What joke? It's a bomb. It's funny. I'm laughing just thinking about it. A man walks into a psychiatrist's office. He says, can a man be in love with an elephant? The doctor says, no. The man says, well, you know where I can get rid of an engagement ring this big? Well. What do you say? Where's the punchline? To a psychiatrist. Well, with an elephant? <laughs> a man walks into a psychiatrist's office. He says, can a man be in love with an elephant? The doctor says, no. The man says, well, you know where I can get rid of an engagement ring this big? Well. What's the line? He just says it too fast. Get rid of an engagement Listen. Listen to the joke. A man walks into a psychiatrist's office. He says, can a man be in love with an elephant? 
The doctor says no. Okay. <laughs> man walks. The, the man be in love so with an elephant. Can a man be in love with an elephant? Yeah. And the doctor, and then doctor says no, and then this is what the punchline. The man says, "Well, you know where I can get rid of an engagement ring this big?" Because he has already asked an elephant to marry him. Oh. Okay. That's it's just a bad joke. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 You're not missing anything. Yeah, I know. I, maybe I am. This is why I'm Dickens and he's Fenster. <laughs> but I'm on that. I say my punchline's too fast. <laughs> I went into a psychiatrist's office. Yeah. And he said to the psychiatrist, yeah. "Can a guy be in love with an elephant?" And the psychiatrist says, "No." He's in his armor and shit. Says, well, in that case, can you tell me where I can get rid of a ring, an engagement ring, this big? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. It's so bad. Yeah. That's a young Phil Silvers. Yeah, no, that's a, that would be like me if I tried to act right now. My acting is, uh, I could never act. I was not a good actor. <laughs> it's not a skill of mine. Good idea. Plan table tennis. Thank God there are no Jews in this garage right now. <laughs> No, I think it's all Jews, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, it's showbiz, my friend. <laughs> Look at that hat. Idiots wore hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Then. You mean we play in competition? And you can see Gomez is a little more hip. You know, he's got a black T-shirt like on. Kevin Pollack. That is 1950s Kevin Pollack. Fun representing the company. Fun seeing Company man, you're bald. You're... Look at that. Here we go. Let's put on day after. Of course, uh, choosing Boston wouldn't have anything to do with uh, what's his name. Gary. What's his Gary, name? Uh, starting tough men. Robards career is very much. No, I didn't uh, know his name's Jason Boulder. Robards. I've seen him in a, a lot of shit. Oh, he was in Parenthood. Oh, he, he's a known. He, he plays he uh, Buzzkill number one in everything. Wait, he was. He was. Uh, played a good dying character in uh, in Magnolia. He was the guy who was dying in Magnolia. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, he, he his acting. They put him back to. I think he was. I think he was married to uh, Lauren Bacall after Bogart Bro, died. She has a perfect set of what I call '80s boobs. I took a peek here. There's a reason why she was cast. Like bras were not made to make cleavage back then. Yeah, they weren't. It was literally just to keep it off your stomach a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so '80s boobs are low set. But you can see the like you see it just and it's low. Yeah. But you can tell they're wearing a bra. Yeah. <laughs> you can see it through their shoulder pads. <laughs> I remember when girls started to wear like training bras, like in the sixth grade. And I remember I, I remember too, no, beginning to notice like, oh, I, I went I, to. <laughs> I knew I liked girls. But one anyway. summer, me, my mom and my sister went to the fashion bug. <laughs> and we bought bras for my sister. And it was weird. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be an. I was just sitting do. there amongst women's clothes. The Henry Farm seats twenty miles southeast. Sweet of Sage, Missouri. Is yep. that a real place? God, it's got to be. This was. I mean, this is. I love how they thank the people. Thank, thank you for ma letting us make your home a nuclear wasteland. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, this was a big. This was a major television event i couldn't watch it i i made a promise to myself if i never saw a commercial this is a phase i was at with oh you were just yes. so terrified i was so terrified that i said i'm not, i don't want to watch any commercials i didn't watch abc for like a we're, month we're, i didn't watch any abc shows because i didn't want to see any what 
commercials on ABC. What were you miss? Were you pissed? Like fuck? No, because ABC was a well. Uh, I can't watch Night Court yeah, now. Yeah, the Night Court was NBC. NBC started taking over in the eighties, which was hilarious because it was the bad network in the seventies. CBS was the network of the seventies. Okay, that was in the ABC had you know your your, your Aaron Spelling shows. What your was Ash boats, on? Your CBS. It was on CBS. That was all in the family. Yeah, yes, that was CBS. Yes. Norman Lear ran that. Yes, shit. absolutely. Maude and all that crap. Chico and the Man. Chico and the Man was actually, I think, ABC, but then everything was, I think that was it. No, it was NBC. Chico, don't be discouraged. We're going to pop that oh, on. Oh, boy. Look at that. Hello, Miss um, Jones. She's wearing her straw hat. They're really fucking country bumpkin yeah, in this yeah, shit. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. They're, they're, they're trying to ground it, and you see, I'm going down into the nuclear silo right now. This is what you do. I mean, war games was a what was war that? games i my dad loves war games war games is a good movie it's okay my and it's not even a hate thing i just was again ruined to it because by the time i saw war games like the computers just it was just kind of like ah uh, it kind of just took me out of it yeah it was almost like how i never really got into popeye until we watched it on this podcast because <laughs> i was just like this just looks so ridiculous <laughs> like when i would watch war games as a kid i would yeah. just immediately be like well they're clearly not like those are dots on a screen yeah yeah <laughs> like they're all oh, that, that but i get the tense. tension of it yeah. because like i get the impressiveness of creating tension with no actual footage of war yeah like the tension is is there's a build up it's are all they coming up. are they yeah. not coming yep. Because the whole movie basically takes place in a computer room, right? Well, it, it, it takes place in NORAD, you know, where they have like their, you know, mm-hmm. the Air Force has, you know, has their bunker under, you know, a, a mile of a... You See, know. that's crow, a perfect example right there of why I can't get on board with four dudes who can't ride a horse <laughs> because... I saw movies about children who get into NORAD and create <laughs> nuclear war. Those are the people I admire, not the ones who were feeble and broken and couldn't Listen, write a man, horse. They, 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 it, it was dispelling the myth of the undefeatable hero of the West. You know, yeah. it, made, it made them more vulnerable characters. You know, not just the stoic John it Wayne was like model. Tr- John Wayne cast a shadow oh, over yeah. the Western man. I mean, he cast a shadow over. It, it was the movie version of when you're trying to gun down a meth head. <laughs> <laughs> and it just keeps coming at you. By the way, th- look at that interior design is so fucking 83. There, oh, was, looks, still, yeah. there was still a that bit of the 70s in it. it looks there, like my grandma's couch. Exactly. Absolutely. There was still a little bit of the 70s going on with earth tones. By 84, it had truly been obliterated. It would truly been obliterated, earth tones. It was all bright colors and big hair and stuff. Big hair. By the way, Robards never aged. He, I remember I him. He, he was always old. He was always that. Yeah. And always just like he is he the dude who hates dancing and fucking footloose? He seems like no, the well, guy. Lithgow is who's in this. Lithgow is in this. I've met John Lithgow <laughs> uh, again. By the way, Footloose, another movie I despise. I think is that is that is that the the mom from uh no 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 she's she's a little I, oh I yeah she's in something I, I I thought it was that woman Hope Lang from E T but Ooh, she was special younger. report see here it is special report something boring that is going to pay off in two hours just happened the action follows reports earlier this evening of widespread rebellion among several divisions of the east german army to repeat east germany tonight sealed off the borders to east germany closing the four principal language yeah i know nothing of yeah exactly that's a i mean again even to this day I, i can you can finally clear something up for me yeah the country was divided correct 
And also the city of Berlin was divided. Yes, and Berlin was in the eastern now, part Now, is of- that all only because Berlin lies centrally in Germany? No, no, no. Berlin, Berlin is actually in the they eastern part of Germany. They gerrymandered Germany. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Or Berlin. They yes. fucking snuck it in. Yeah, they, they, they made and made that part of it Because they talk about East and West Berlin like it's a completely separate country. No, no. The, uh, because it's the country's capital. Yeah. And so when the country split, they each took a part of the capital. Yep. Even though it's not centrally located. Yep. Exactly. So there was an island in there. That's what the the Berlin airlift, like Stalin tried to, you know, he, he blockaded it. But uh, you know, NATO for a year they flew in food for a year, and then eventually the Soviet Union just so quit doing it. I know of it because up until so up until the wall fell, East West Germany was the main. Like the Germany, the German soccer team we have now is basically the remnants of West Germany's West Germany, national yes, team, right? Yes, Beckenbauer yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, absolutely. East Germany was garbage. Yeah. So basically what, That's what Putin I, learned is through cra- soccer and you, craft. you might even be able to inform me a little bit history wise through soccer. I have learned East Germany got dogged on dude. Like all what, the, what, what, all what, the good soccer leagues were in West Germany. Yeah, of course, all the bad the leagues there. were in East Germany. Of course, yeah. East Germany to this day has not had a consistent champion. Yeah. It ju- and then like, it just seems like uh, when I read through these, the history of German soccer, like the East German, like I never even read about the East German national team. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Well, they also, I mean, you know, again, because of communism, the, the, that was with the cold war was still going on pretty hardcore there. That's where Putin learned. His, I his think the Bundesliga was stuff. West Germany's team. Yeah. yeah was I'm West sure Germany's league be. for a while. Cause it sense. started in 65. Also more people in West Germany versus East, East Germany, Germany had the Oberliga. And the Oberliga was just as popular, but it was a completely separate league. Yeah, I could see that. It's you read about it. There's there's a real inferiority complex. Like East Germans are sort of looked at. It's like people from the south here or something like that. You kind of look yeah. down on it or something. Like that. All They're the a bunch fucking of all those cats in Leipzig fucking you know, down on their luck. It's also the economy is not. It's really post industrial. You know. Yeah, let's watch this here. Has been condemned by NATO foreign ministers as a blatant unconscious. Donald Trump has pulled out of NATO. Are they about to make love? Oh. Jolene. 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 Open this door right now. I'll never talk to you again. You make me fall with curls in my hair ever again. <laughs> this guy was like a ubiquitous. Da- he, I think he was in a, a Northern Exposure. Girls, I'm in here drinking my warm milk, learning about the world. I'll tell you something. When I want to sleep sometimes, uh, Keith. Doesn't it put you down? Uh, it helps. Well, here's what it, you didn't know, It calms know, me. It calms It's me. an old mother's remedy that you yeah. warm up the milk and then you put heroin inside of it. <laughs> and that's what actually puts I, I you put to some, sleep. I put a little bit of honey and I found it to be very uh, yeah. therapeutic. It Crush up me. some Vikes in there. <laughs> a little bit of Zanny honey. You know, exactly. And then fly high. No, Some lewds, crows on those lewds. We're man. actually, so we haven't been able to talk the debacle. Okay, the debacle. The debate. The debate what was, a better time. What a better thing to talk about. Yeah, We're going to be leading up to nuclear war It's it's in fucking, this conversation as well. Yeah, God. Well, they say like you know, the nuclear clock. Well, because it would be almost boring if we just only had the debate to talk about. But then, so the debate happens. It was a total shit show. Yeah. Trump interrupts the whole time. Yeah, it's crazy. Which I was telling you off air you're finally seeing how necessary he has a crowd because even the next day after the debate yeah he got some heat because he had his dumb fuck crowd in front yeah. of him yeah 
even Biden, even the Democrats, when you can get in front of a crowd of people. Yeah. Biden made the good move of ignoring old boy and fucking speaking into the camera. I was going to say, I think if he, if they have another debate, which now I think is in question, which now I think is well, really they'll just question. move it up. Crow, are you kidding me? They're, they want to have seven of these things now. Well, I, even though coming, people are shitting on them. Look at those fucking look at the after ratings of people watching clips as much as people shit on it as they dog on it. Yeah. As much as it makes you embarrasses you, most of the and I'm not saying you yeah. or me no, or anyone in this room. Most people in this world, you're right, want to watch him be a child. Yeah, no, I, I, I think there's some people who definitely like that. No, 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 a lot and of people the, don't. And the people who so, do more than anybody are the people running those TV networks. Uh, I, I, we make no money. Yeah. We make no money from running debates. Oh, dude, can you? It, it, it is. That it's would not be even the biggest. No, it, it is a poo throwing contest. That would is be it? the. Do you it's guys? Crazy. Do you guys legitimately make running money off ratings? Like, if you if they said like, hey, you everybody watch CBS during that debate. We're well, giving you, you, we're giving you a billion dollars. No, because there's no advertising during the debate. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it is it's just because that yeah. was his brag the next day of like we got look at the ratings we got. God. God. Like he talks, like he talks about ratings, like it's generating money for the country. Oh, I yeah, know, I know, no, no, it is. Again, it's. But then it's, he got COVID. God. Then first the NFL got God. COVID. Then Trump got COVID. God. God. It's so so the the in, Cam Newton's got it. All of the Tennessee Titans have it. Here's something I was thinking today. Every everyone on the right talks about how look at these left cities. They're falling apart. There's murder in the streets. Yeah. Look at all these Republican states. Well, yeah, exactly. Drowning in fucking COVID. Of course. Find me outside of LA and the, the, yeah. where we're highly populated. We're yeah. going to have yep. insane numbers. Yeah. But yeah. places like Tennessee, yeah. like they don't, there's not a lot of people. Yeah. So the percentages they are probably higher. They shouldn't be having these fucking yeah. mad outbreaks. Yeah. And if people want to talk all that shit about freedom and having the choice to do all this yeah. and it's not going to be that bad, we're going to find out with Florida. Yeah. Florida's yeah. always been kind of a social experiment oh, yeah, and now it's going to be a real kind medical of. experiment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, they made the choice to take the hit. The administration made the choice to take the hit. Wasn't the second debate supposed to be in Miami and they moved it to Cleveland? Uh, No, no, no. Well, the first debate was in Cleveland. Or the second debate was supposed to be in Miami, Uh, I think. I I don't quite know. Isn't, well, there's a vice presidential debate this week. That one's in fucking Utah. Utah. What a vice presidential city and state. (laughs) State, yeah. Salt Lake City. city. Yeah. I actually like, I like Utah. There's probably no COVID in Salt Lake City or Utah. It's just so dry and fucking. No. I think it's everywhere. And I think it's, it's everywhere, man. I mean, it is just. I, uh, I know. I'm not. I know. I know. <laughs> Here's Look, the, they got the coloreds in the neighborhood. You know. This is back when colored was the thing to call people. You, God, this is not the 1950s. Colored you, to me is a very 80s you, thing. You would not say coloreds in the 1980s. Dude, well, then my grandpa was fucking. Well, yeah, because it's your grandfather. <laughs> he's, he's stuck in I'm time. Kidding. Exactly. We do not say colors. You do not say that. Ooh, gee, what's this? Is your food? It's our feed. Okay. I was thinking we were, maybe we were being too loud. No. <laughs> Just disturbing the neighborhood a little bit. That's the suburb in me, dude. I will yeah. fucking bang these floors with a broom, dude. Yeah. Tell me I'm loud also, in my home. Also, this is like this is a fucking this is a brick shit house apartment complex. Oh yeah, it's thick. You know. Yeah. Th- this I'm trying ha- to think legit. It was just black people. 
<laughs> that's what they yeah most of that stuff because even when my grandpa would say stuff like that they'd go Ed like it would even the racist people in my family weren't like they didn't want people to know <laughs> man my I, grandma one time we were leaving the grocery store and she got mad at me because I left the Cadillac do you remember that big ass Cadillac I told you about yeah, last week yeah. I left the door unlocked and she was like basically there's black people in this neighborhood what are you doing and I remember going grandma that's not like what do you why does that matter and I remember her going I'm prejudiced, Keith. Yeah. Like she like told me very matter of factly. Yeah. I'm prejudiced. I'm yeah. just a bit like, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I have a great uncle. My uncle, a great uncle, Jerome. Jerome Crote. Not Jerome. Jerome Clifford. Seinfeld. That'd Clifford. That's all he is. When white people had black people names. That's how old my, my, my great uncle So does he were. know? Did he just tell her something wild? This is a military. This is yeah, one of our yeah. guys. They know something's up. Yeah. Keep going. The was still a thing. I want to hear about Jerome and uh, uh, and Clifford. Clifford was a prison guard at Leavenworth Leavenworth Federal Prison in Kansas, and he had no problem dropping the end bomb. Ooh, he yeah. dropped the end bomb left and right, and into his you know I, I you know, he was alive until 15 years ago. You know he, he would drop the end bomb no problem. He, 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 he had to tell a story about this one militant, militant black guy, a black panther, was put in a federal prison, and they had Those to transfer pics. him. They had to transfer him in a plane in the early seventies, and he was and he, he was laughing how afraid the guy. He had his tough guy. He thought he was so tough, you know. He was a, he was scared shitless in an airplane. We had some bad weather. We had me and the other, and he was just getting into the fact that this guy was afraid, just like he. You, you know, to be a prison guard, I think there's you're you know, scarred like these pigs. I mean, that, that that's kind of a tough gig, dude. I'm I want like I here's where I know I want to do comedy too bad, and like that what makes me think I'm really in it at least for me that the idea of that where like my life is just shooting water into this pig pen. <laughs> Later on, I gotta fix. It. It's hard work, but. It sounds so much better yeah, it's, than chasing your dreams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, man. I know. It's work. To set oh, yeah. And you're like re- truly relying on the economy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know how many times I've given a fuck that the economy's bad? <laughs> Not once in my life. <laughs> well, that's. I don't know. care about farm subsidies. I never have to read the farmer's almanac. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to know precipitation rates from last year's grow season yeah yeah or well, you anything know. like that <laughs> i gotta remember my that joke was a look too man like the, the white you pulled up your socks kind of high look at that bob haircut that could that haircut that could be a what man. you doing with that bad boy? with that what? haircut that could be a man or a woman I remember her. She was she was a uh, kind of a known actor at that time. She did a lot of t- I mean, this had a cast. Dude, my dad knew a guy named Rich Ralson and looked just like that lady. Wait, 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 wait. What happened? I didn't even know the door was unlocked, Daddy. Daddy. I've been out with He's like calling me that again. Riding around. Riding around with him. Damn it. All my, night. my first ain't ever gonna are jamming kansas down your throat nobody who lives in kansas wears kansas shirts <laughs> unless it's the band <laughs> carry on nuclear war God, they were when i think of like epic i mean there were so many bad stadium rock <laughs> dude i remember one, my friend in elementary school daniel i will take credit in this i played guitar when i was a kid i started playing guitar in third grade 
Good for you. And in fourth grade, all of my friends got into music and they were they had their rich goddamn parents get guitars that immediately all looked better than mine. You know how upset I was about that? Yeah. My dad got me a classical acoustic guitar, like the Mexican ones with yeah. the fat neck. <laughs> and I learned, I made it cool. I put stickers on it. Yeah. I learned how to play bar chords on it and would play punk songs. Yeah. And then my dipshit rich friends got fender strats Ooh. day one. Oh yeah didn't know how to they could play fucking zero by fucking smashing pumpkins and they thought they were good yeah, yeah. fuck them <laughs> that's I, hilarious what was i even into this about? I, I, no, I don't know man it was good it was a good tangent though. i thought it was funny you know what I, I, I was going with that it? with i don't know well, well, whatever the ramming the kansas down your throat man you know it's, it's just can't the band kansas stadium rock band oh just, my friend Daniel was pl- playing guitar, yeah. probably on his fucking Gibson Les Paul that his parents yeah, bought him exactly. for Christmas, and he was trying to tell me how Kansas was good. Kansas is good. No, Kansas. And then is not years a later, I found out his family was Mormon, and I was like, "That's why he likes Kansas." God, can- oh, God Kansas is terrible. They fucking are whack, oh, dude. So I don't bad. even really like Journey that much, and oh, I, Journey l- I like Journey a little bit. Journey sucks. Do you know what ruined Journey was- for me is the fucking Sox winning the World yeah. Series? Yeah, because Don't Stop Believing was the fucking absolutely don't stop yep, they're song. gonna sweep them yeah it's they're the best team in the league yeah they need to believe in 05 they when started they won the it. season in first place and ended the season in first place i think it's one of the first times it's like ever post, happened. pillar to post pillar to post yeah they were out of first place for like two days that whole season. They, you know, they won a World Series, man. You know, people talk about the Cubs being I was cursed. Disgusted. The White Sox were cursed. Although man. I was even more disgusted because 05 was the year that the Expos moved to Washington. Yeah. And I told my friend Justin Yersich, I go, the Washington Nationals are going to fucking win the World Series. Yeah. And they almost made the playoffs. It was when Ryan Zimmerman became a yeah. thing. Yeah. And he told me he was a Sox fan. He was like, God damn it, Keith, you almost called the Nationals. <laughs> yeah. Like he was really impressed that I called it like the because the Expos were, were a good uh, organization. Were, well, but you know? when they moved, they were I I re- barely remember good Expos. I oh, remember in the 90s. I remember the when Marquise <clears throat> Grissom was on the team. Yes, Delano DeShields. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. Larry Walker on the squad. Oh yeah, Larry Walker was uh, good. Pedro was gone by the time I got yeah, to him. Yeah, Pedro really. was on there. Yeah, I mean Johnny. I think they had Johnny Wetland. I think for a while. He, I think I had one season. I had him when fucking the last days of Alou when fucking f- fucking uh, yeah. Felipe Alou was the coach. Yeah, yeah. Moises Alou played for the uh, for the. Oh yeah, Expo, I remember yeah. Moises Alou Expos. Yeah, yeah. I remember a game or two before. Carrie Wood struck out 20 Astros. The Cubs played the Expos. Yeah. And it was rainy. And I remember Sandy Martinez was the Cubs catcher and he had whiteout on his fingers. And I remember my grandpa making racial jokes about whiteout <laughs> on his black fingers. Because <laughs> he wanted to make it <coughs> contrast. Because he better. can't fucking see his hand otherwise. All sorts of shit like that. Yeah. He's a, but then he guy. would say that, but then he'd be like, that Sandy Martinez is a good ball player. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 Like, like weird like duality going Here's, on. I tried to make this into a bit because I do think the idea of this is funny. My grandpa was very racist but the, he would say it in almost complimentary ways where the Bears would lose and he would say they need more N-words on the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like I would be like he wants them on the team. <laughs> God, it's he so, just, <laughs> so bad. He just is not going to call them the right word. Yeah, yeah. Oof, man, yeah, it's... But boy. I remember that was the punchline to the joke of he wants them on the team. Yeah. Yeah. 
the, uh, the, the, that that was a radio. I remember having a radio like that and a, a tape tiny, player. Like, that's an emergency fucking radio yeah. right there. One yep. speaker, one tape, one button, yep. one dial. Things, the dial th- is death. There was no interwebs back then, man. Well, there was. It just wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It was a room. It was a whole room. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It takes place in Lawrence. Yeah. They set up all these different plot lines, you know, all of Look at that motorcycle. Well, that's yeah, like a I'm a country bumpkin. That's, 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 where the uni- that's where the University of Kansas that's is at. the big city. It's, it's the blue island. It's the blue. It's the only blue county in this in the, in the state of Kansas. Maybe a little bit of Johnson County. And that's literally it. They are Literally. Trump supporters. They are Trump supporters to the core. Who's that, Bruce Lee? Is that Bruce Lee? Does he have uh, Bruce Lee, Adam? <laughs> is that there's fucking Gilda Radner? No, it's Joe Beth Williams. Is that Gilda Radner and Bruce Lee there, Adam? It's, it's Joe Beth Williams from, from Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. She's beautiful. You know, it's no Poltergeist 2, but all right. <laughs> I saw Poltergeist 2 in the theater. <laughs> That's one. I remember being completely disappointed because I... They- Joe Henry Kane, I think I still to this day think two's the scarier oh, one. God, it's so fucking bad. Crow. 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 Guys, two is garbage. Crow. It bummed me out. Oh, we're getting the full. I'm making everybody. <laughs> yeah, there was a weird thing. in the. I was still of the era. We had to wait in line, wait in line for signing up for your classes at universities, you know? Okay. Let me. Here's fucking. This is the Henry Kane from fucking Poltergeist 2. I'm putting this up on here and on here. If if the, if you were a kid and this happened, you would shat yourself. The, I remember just not liking this movie. It bummed me out Dude, so much. Dude, this guy's terrifying. This guy, he, he, he's part know, of the curse. Do, 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 do you know what he was? He reminds he's me. He's a street actor from fucking New York. That yeah. He would, he also he reminds me if when Jack McBrayer gets old, this is what Jack <laughs> McBrayer's gonna look like. I, I thought God that like is in his holy This is terrifying. Be silent now while we and his Come on. You're going to die of a blood disease later. She's locked in. You would be frozen in terror like she is. Yeah. Yeah. She knows. Dude, as a kid, this scene fucking terrified me. And I didn't know until I was 13. I didn't know this was part two. I thought this was a part of the first. One. Oh, no, no. Because I remember seeing part one as, a, as an olderish kid and being really disappointed that you don't get to see him. Oh, I guess point Cause part, at the end of part one, you see the silhouette of his hat. Yeah. As yeah, he's exactly. coming out. Yep. Haven't I seen you somewhere before? That is possible. Even on a rainy day. See, look at him. Look at him. It's Jack McBride when he's 85. <laughs> Even on a rainy day. Even on a rainy day. Henry Kane. <laughs> Dog shedding. Ah. Hi. I saw you at the shopping mall. Sure you did. I remember your little angel. Thing. At the shopping mall, he just pops up to her and he goes, 
you're an angel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with those big eyes. I fuck what anybody says, dude. Poltergeist 2 is way scarier than the first oh, one. God. The first one's great. Yeah. It's but like as far as this is terrifying, dude. <laughs> I like it. You're, you're defending Poltergeist 2. I was disappointed by this movie. Seeing in the theater. How long between one and four two? years? Okay. Was 80, I was 17. So this was a stretch. I was 17. Yeah. This yeah, was a stretch. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So it was 86 and the first one came out in 82. Look, he fucking gets upset that there's Native Americans. I'm glad you have this opportunity to talk with your family out of the way. Because I believe you have a problem here. There's a black man on this street. Yeah. I'm gonna, you have to sell your house. It's called yes, panic peddling. Value, you understand? <laughs> the dark man has moved in on the same street. Well, that's what he calls himself now. You are in danger. What do you mean? I'm with an organization whose concern is families like your own, families in crisis that are preyed upon by <laughs> charlatans with fake magic and false solutions. Now, I don't expect you to believe me now, but let me come in and talk to you about it. Let me. No, yeah, he's, crazy. yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's like him not getting into the house. That, that's how he keeps him out. Because if you just keep him out of the house, you know. What I'm saying, he is angel. Let she sees visions. Watch. Yeah, exactly. Henry Kane won't let him out. I just remember it not working from when I was 17. I, I had also changed. I, my mind had matured some. Oh, yeah. You touched a vagina. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I had gotten exactly. I had gotten to third base by that time, you know? This is post-finger bang anniversary. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it's post-finger bang anniversary. You were probably like poltergeist and that fingering. It's never going to get any better than that. I, I lived off that for years afterwards. I, you know, that was a... Anyway. It was a poltergeist and a fingergeist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was... Uh, my finger bang anniversary. <laughs> I'm a 51 year old man, and I talk about man. that. Come on, man. Come on. Hold this family. It is together. I'm Jack McBrath. <laughs> I've been diagnosed with the rare form of cancer. Oh. I'm in my late stages. Of my I've been life. trapped in 30 Rock for 80 <laughs> years. I actually like Jack McBrath. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's a scary looking dude. Fuck yeah. You know, I mean, he you wake up in the middle of the night and that cocksucker's yeah. staring at you. Yeah. You'd fucking eject. He's getting into his head a little bit here. Let's talk about it. I look like a skeleton. He's almost getting him. He's almost getting him. You know, but he. Because he, he doesn't he have like a Native American guy that befriends him. That's what he's talking about. He's saying you could let this fucking engine in your yeah, house. Yeah, but he's actually like, he's a spiritual warrior. He can handle him, right? Yeah. You know? Ah! Oh, yeah. This is when they get the little tiny lady. There's a photo of the 
Well, yeah, was she? I mean, th- she's good. South Park made fun of her. Have you ever seen the episode <laughs> no, where South Park? So it's the episode where fucking Tom Cruise <laughs> is trapped idea. in the closet, yeah, and exactly. go to the closet, Tom and none of the ghosts can go to the other side until Tom Cruise gets out of the closet, <laughs> and. She, they have a little tiny <laughs> version of her, and she explains <laughs> being trapped in the afterlife is like being stuck on a tarmac on an airplane. You've been there for three hours. <laughs> it just she keeps rambling on in that tiny voice. It's just, hilarious. And like, come out of the closet, Tom Cruise. <laughs> come out of the closet. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's a pretty good episode, man. I know this is hard for you, dear, but I need your verification on something. So she's back in part two. Oh, yeah. I don't really trust my instincts anymore. I'd be like, why? Hold this one and tell me what you feel. (gasps) That looks like one of those old-timey pictures you take in, like, Tennessee at a corral. Exactly. The wind. Remember those? Like, when you go to a mall and you... No, at our house. Who is he? Tell me what you feel. Just tell me what you feel. What do you want me to do? Who is he? I've consulted Take others. Take your clothes off. Me things, but they said you know more. I don't know anything. You see, because she's yes, like, she's do. a fucking clairvoyant. Well, she's yeah, she's being turned into her characters having an arc. She's a clairvoyant, like Davod. He is a clairvoyant. He can see ghosts. As was your mother, I suspect. As you are as well. Now tell me what Come to you feel. With it. <laughs> For people who are old enough not to know, young enough not to know this, that voice is an adult woman. Yeah. <laughs> They're following him in death like they did in life. They seal themselves in the cavern because Cain tells them that the end of the world is coming. Yeah, so so it, it's a uh, it's a cult. That, that that part exists in human, human, the human experience. That there are, there are death cults. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? Again, I think about that Heaven's Gate cult, man. Oh, they had such fresh Nikes. Dude. I mean, that I I've seen a bunch of like uh, replays. Again, drink the Kool Aid. That's epic. Jo- I mean, Jonestown is epic. That, that, that's that, all the, the other cults with the pumped you know? up kicks. But I tell you what, I, I would say that uh, Heaven's Gate is it's an underrated right, cult. Crow, I got it. It's tell an underrated you. cult. We're gonna fast forward as far as your cults forward. go. Yeah, yeah. I want to see the actual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, So oh, they man. See, they see go Look off. at that footage of an actual rocket they've put into this movie. Yeah, wait till you see the new the, the death. Is it like a fucking actual f- yeah, plasma, mushroom, mushroom, cloud? mushroom cloud? Yeah, yeah. It's it's like David Bowie's uh, "Let's Dance," you know. <laughs> and they look up in the movie. I mean, it's it's it is superimposed so poorly, and the actual glowing death is really fake. Have you loaded the uranium in there? Let's. I didn't watch this when it first came out because I was too afraid. Dance. My God, they actually did it. They sent off the missiles, my doggone it. They call war theater for a reason. Now I just like David Bowie commanding war. <laughs> I like the idea of of David Bowie being the general. You see, because yeah, they were near like, because like, you know, the middle of the country had a bunch of nuclear silos. You can buy those now. Like, what is that? A, is that a child? Well, Are they running away to wealthy get Wealthy people buy those as like their own bunkers or personal bunkers and stuff. They can sell them. You know he's been through hell because his face is real dirty. Stay there with Jolene. You understand? Like I told you. Just go in the basement. That's what you do. It's the end of the world. You're my daughter and my wife now. 
I mean, this kind of tapped into a, you know, a Red Dawn. I hate Red Dawn. Does that knock me up a notch in your life? Yes, because it's it's just first PG-13 movie. My dad would get a hard on watching Red Dawn. It is such a jingoistic national even my 15 year old mind isn't Swayze in Red Dawn yes Uh, it was huge Uh, uh, what's his face Charlie Sheen's in it it's not I mean it's like Moonraker meets Lawrence of Arabia she's she's going hysterical because she can't deal with the fact that nuclear war is going to happen see I mean this movie is like Moonraker meets Lawrence of Arabia (laughs) (laughs) Moonraker because because of Star Wars, they set it in space. But yeah, this this was you have to. Yeah. Every time I hear, I think Moonraker. Ah. <laughs> so bad. It's a Hitler themed one. It's it's unbelievable. He wants to create a master race. It's Noah's Ark. I mean, they, they put all these weird like plot lines in. He he wants to get into the safe area. This is the black gentleman. Yep. This is where they have like the uh, he wants to get in the safe area. God, I is... love how they just opened the gate because he was honking. The, oh, no, it says U.S. military. Like, all I got to do is honk. We had the technology. Oh, here we go. We can repair him. The six million dollar man. If you had a six million dollar man uh, lunchbox. Keith, when I was a kid, the $6 million, that was like, you were fucking cool. You were cool. It was X-Men and like uh, Ninja Turtles. Captain Planet was a big cartoon when I was a kid. Did they have Mighty Morphin uh, Power Rangers? Was it with oh, everyone? Oh, dude, that was my childhood. Yeah. Here we go. Sirens. You know just the sirens that are in every city to signal nuclear war? Well, well, no, well they used to have that with, with the... Uh, they used to have that. Dude, I bet they, that they had the that. day they took those down was probably just the... Like, finally. Oh, uh, it just... I mean, they had that, dude. They, they had war, air raid sirens, you know, sirens for, for tornadoes, but also for nuclear war. I remember scouting out fallout shelters when I first moved that to Wisconsin. That black guy's like... I've never been allowed in this building I was, ever in I, my life. <laughs> they, they have a separate one for them. You see, they're going to a fallout shelter. I used to scope fallout shelters. Fallout shelter for black people? No, I said that would be... No, they don't. That would be hilarious. If they had that. <laughs> so here it We're is. We're going to throw you into the hood of this car. <laughs> Here's the chaos. You know, the chaos of... There's like, what, nine cars on the road there? <laughs> That's when you know your love of stuff because you have no problem with me making fun of this movie. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> man, you had a hard time getting through Unforgiven. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, well, Cause you no, love the movie. I was tearing apart something you love. I no, guess. that wasn't that. It, it's no, it, it, it's you, you could not appreciate it the way you I show do appreciate it. But you also go, see the absurdity of injured cowboys. Here it is. Here it is. Everything dies because there's an electromagnetic shot. Yeah. Oh, it's in the mood. Oh, we can't do surgery. Oh, it's Enron. They cut off power to California. Why the motorcycle cut off? Uh, the, the battery dies. Okay. It, but it shouldn't. Yeah. The electrical systems all die. C- the cars would be fine. Yeah. Well, You'd be able to start them back up. See, this is what would happen. This is a debate that would happen. What would practically happen to you, Keith? Every you everyone in America that. would flood their engines See, trying to fucking start their. 
it is. Oh, wow. It, they threw a sheet up into the air and just took a picture of it. <laughs> they, they took a picture of, of a jellyfish, I think, and they just uh, super See? I mean, these people would melt. Well, they, we'll see. What the effects are pretty dramatic. What if the whole here second go, half of the go, movie takes go, place in heaven? Here, here, well, watch this, watch this. <laughs> see? That, that, that was the big dramatic moment. Oh, so the second half is like a completely different family, yes. right? Yeah, we, oh, no, it, 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 it's the same characters. How do they deal with it? This is all the death. You just get x-rayed. Yeah, wow. that's, that's test footage. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, people were petrified of nuclear war, Keith. You. I was. I, I cannot tell you. How legit have you. Did you ever shed a tear over nuclear war? Like, were you like, oh my God? I've, I developed gray hairs because I thought tornadoes were going to come. Like, uh, I, I think for me, I remember it only hit me late at night a couple different times. I never actually shed a tear. But I can remember like watching an episode of Saturday Night Live. Bill Murray came back to host it. And, and it was when martial law was declared in Poland. By by the Polish Communist Party, I remember. Ooh, the, look at that! At, at the end, at the end of the Saturday Night Live, he said, "And we want to just say a, a prayer out for the, for uh, the people of Poland right now who are, who are under martial law." That's when, uh, that's what he said at the end. You know, when they're all, you know, I'm mean, clearly pictures of Japan. Yeah. After. So, so the point is though, is that um, um, I was in that story about that shit. I, 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 I didn't interrupt you. No, this no, time. I know, I know, I know. It's it's my fault. But it just, I, I was petrified of nuclear war. I was absolutely petrified of it. You know, I, I did not, I, I had genuine anxiety over it. I, I thought about building a, a, my own fallout shelter. I, I'd say from 11 to 14 was the height of my fear of nuclear war. 11 to How 14. How close did you get your parents? Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, panic and shedding a tear. When, when Bill Murray said, oh, you know, uh, let's say a prayer out to the Polish people who are under martial law right now. I remember watching and thinking that's going to be the chain event that starts a nuclear war. That was in 1981. And I remember being like getting a lump in my throat, like, God, I don't want that to happen. Like, I didn't With cry. Re- did you have a hard mullet at the time? No, that, that, it was more just like a hair parted on the middle, you know, because it was ni- it was 1980. Yeah, but everything was 81. feathered. Everything was floofy you know, and feathered. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it, it just, uh, yeah, that, that, I mean, being petrified of nuclear war. Look, the, so are they all just like, we've been in this house for 80 years. <laughs> And uh, oh, you're blending that with we blend that with Poltergeist too. Yeah, it's the nuclear. War. I think we're the I think rest turning the into the a movie, I love how the rest of the movie takes place just in the dark. Yeah, I mean they're, they're pretty. Well, then they kind of oh, like here we they go. walk out. You see, it's like the survivors. Well, they oh, there's ash everywhere. Yeah. Oh, you tripped over a cow. Why would you just not go around the cow? You fuck. <laughs> what is he freaking out? It's the day after, man. Have you, do you know what's a real bleak post-apocalyptic movie? Have you ever seen The Road? Oh, yeah. The, the Road is fucking right. That movie, that's... So the book, The Blood Meridian, I talk about? Yeah. That, not... The dude who wrote The Road is the same guy who wrote Blood Meridian. Oh. Cormac McCarthy. He, and, and Blood Meridian, what is the plot of Blood Meridian? 
It's about this kid who runs away from Tennessee and he meets up with this band of fucking uh, Texas Rangers and they just scalp fucking Native Americans the whole movie. And it takes place in like the Texas territory when it was still Mexico. It takes place over a period of years and it's just about this band of fucking maniacs that this kid travels with. And it's gruesome. They have this scene where they fucking pillage this group of Native Americans and they talk about how they take the babies and bash their head up against rocks yeah, and shit yeah yeah well, i'm sure i mean it was uh, the white man came in and exerted his will There's and no like they about tell that. you that like certain scalps were worth certain uh, amount of money and then in yeah. the book they go what rogue they start just scalping indians for fun like yeah. there were certain it was almost like a a war thing like this I'm this sure. tribe is wanted for this so yeah. bring us their scalps and we'll give you money yeah so they just started scalping random indians and selling them as sca- like this is your guy Oof. so bad so bad it's a fantastic book oh, i'm sure it is though. It's, oh, well, listen, the road's it's a great movie gruesome and but so the road it's basically this it's a, a father and a son wandering nuclear post post nuclear earth yeah and yep. there's a great scene so to spoiler alert the dad dies at the end and yeah. the kid has to like go with another clan For, yeah another group of small families so surviving the dad dies and that's when the credits roll like this yep. kid realizes he has to find a he's new a, family he's like 10 yeah he's a truly a kid so this and then he walks away and todd massey goes wouldn't it be funny if they were just like hey because he goes with this other clan his yeah. dad's dead he just leaves and go and they, if they go hey can we eat your dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, cannibalism is a theme yeah. of, of the movie and the book. Absolutely. Can we eat your dad? Yeah. God, cannibalism, man. That actually happens, you know? Uh, See, is a surgeon. Oh, yeah. Let's go a little bit. You know, it, it's it's deep, man. Uh, we're getting to three hours, so we're. are you still fucking feeling good? Uh, yeah, I'm a little tired, man. I think I got to wind, wind it down a little bit. I got to wind it down a little bit. Well, look man. at all these dead. I love how they just threw some dead pigs, maybe oh, a yeah, dead man. cow. Listen, there's just dead Cover it with a little ash. We got roasted people in a church. Oh, no, those are real people. I think they're, yeah, they're, they're looking for of scorpions. And they were told. In- fucking See? Bobcat Goldthwait. This is, this, is, this is him winning a. Uh, Winning the grass of the earth or any green tree, but only those who have not the seal of God upon their foreheads. She, she's dying of like radiation sickness. Dude, how many cans of tab do you think old ladies <laughs> drank during this fucking movie? <laughs> tab is disgusting. <laughs> it's it's battery acid. It's, it's, gr- it's uh, sugar-free uh, soda. Uh, Diabetics drink it. My grandma loved tab. Ugh. All right, I'm going to go to the credits. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. See the fun. We're going to leave. There's no hope anymore. Dude, Robar, does Robar die? Does he, like, sacrifice himself? <laughs> Let's read the fucking end. The, the catastrophic events you have just witnessed in all likelihood less severe than the destruction that would occur. In the event of a full nuclear strike against the United States. It is hoped that the images of this film will inspire the nations of this earth, their peoples and leaders, to find the means to avert the fa- that fateful day. I mean, every, it was a political thing, man. You know what I mean? Like it was. Guys, don't worry. <laughs> ABC is going to put out the call <laughs> and save the world. They were literally showing commercials for this in March of 1983. It was like, yes, uh, the baseball season is starting the st louis cardinals are going to be defending the world series championship but none of that matters because we'll all be watching the day 
after. I mean, the day after was previewed. I mean, the commercials, I, I was terrified. Oh, it would be very still too big. The still image of this is the day after is. I mean, I, I, it's, oh man, I tell you. All right. Well, walk down memory lane. You ready to wrap it up? Yeah, I'm ready to wrap it up. All right. Thanks but for listening, show, guys. Fun show, as usual, goofiness. We'll be here next week. Yep. Uh, we're glad if you went to sleep, you fell asleep to us. If you woke up to us, we're glad you listened. Glad, glad you watched. Subscribe, like, do whatever. Do whatever makes us popular. We'd really like you to do that. All right. See you next week, guys. I went to the chiropractor today. It was good. <laughs>